What we've got here is failure to communicate. Hello and welcome to episode 267 of Failing to Communicate, the podcast where we talk about movies, TV, MMA, and sometimes video games. I'm your host, Bob Phelan. And I'm Brooks Phelan. And on this week's episode, we're going to review the movie Game Night, starring Jason Bateman, Rachel McAdams, and many more. Plus, on the TV side, we're going to review season two of Netflix's 13 Reasons Why. And then we're going to turn our attention to MMA, pick up where we left off on the last episode to catch back up in the world of mixed martial arts. Brooks? What's up, man? How you been this past week? Uh, Been good, been good. Things relatively normal. Um, Yeah. I think yesterday I might have pinched a nerve in my back getting out of my mail truck at work. Jeez. But uh, other than that, been pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I mean, I finally settled into some normalcy and, uh, yeah, just taking it day by day like always. Yeah, that's all we can do, and that's all they did on game night. Was that a transition? I don't know. That was pretty bad. (laughs) It counts, it counts. Yeah, (laughs) game night was directed by John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein. I think these were the same people who made Horrible Bosses, nope, or maybe one of Vacation, the movie, the new one, the remake. Yeah, yeah, um, which I like. I didn't. About it, yeah. <laughs> I didn't like it, but uh, I did like Game Night, as we'll, we'll get to that, spoiler alert. But I think okay. these guys were also involved somehow in the r- script for Spider-Man Homecoming, so uh, I bet you they... they Punched up that script to make it funny because uh, this movie was pretty funny. But um, yeah. it stars Jason Bateman, Rachel McAdams, Billy Magnuson, Sharon Horgan. I mean, who put this order of these names? Jesse Plemons, Michael C. Hall, Kyle Chandler, Chelsea Peretti, and many other names. <laughs> <laughs> and it's about Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams, how, you know, they they meet. They're both obsessed with playing games. They're super competitive, so they get along great. And the movie, in the very beginning, fast-tracks you through the building of the relationship. They get married, and it's they set up that they have this weekly game night with their friends. And Let me just butt in here for a second. Please. But the way they meet... It, I mean, it's the first scene in the movie, they meet at the bar at a trivia night, which the place I work has a trivia night. Let me tell you, that is not realistic. <laughs> Start shouting out answers at a trivia night, they'll castrate you. <laughs> well, maybe that's the different rules at this one. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> but anyway, uh, <laughs> we'll get into the realism aspect in a bit. But uh, they have their weekly game night with like two other friends. Uh, one other couple friend and then one guy who brings a different girl every single time. And uh, <laughs> the neighbor, played by Jesse Plemons, is a police officer. 
he's not invited to game night anymore. Ever since he divorced his wife, he's a creep. <laughs> he's a, probably the best part of the movie. And yep. then the twist is that uh, Jason, B- uh, what's his name, Max's uh, brother Brooks, of all names, comes yeah, right. back into town. He's the cool older brother that can do no wrong. He decides to, if you've seen the trailer, amp it up a bit and take game night into it like a murder mystery thing but it gets uh kind of intertwined with like a real murder mystery and they they don't realize it at first and it kind of spirals from there yeah yeah and it's they i mean they it's um the way they play on the twist movies is, is very fun yeah 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 but uh what were your expectations coming into this movie had you heard anything about it? Seen the trailer? Well, I I saw the previews on TV and the trailer on online, and uh, I thought it looked good immediately. Um, I like the actor that plays Brooks. What's his name? Kyle Chandler. Yeah, yeah. From Friday Night Lights. He was uh, spectacular. Now he was in a lot of movies I like, but uh, oh yeah, yeah. But I. I had expect- expectations from when I saw the previews and stuff, and then you saw it and told me about it. And uh, it threw me for a loop because I didn't know if it was a serious movie or a comedy. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I was definitely not disappointed. Awesome. Yeah, I uh, honestly, before I watched the trailer the night before I saw the movie, I had, n- had not heard a single thing about it, not seen anything on it. I mean, this was closer to the actual release in theaters, but yeah, I just was like, me and Sam, uh, we had a free night. We said, why don't we go to the movies? What's playing? Is there any comedies? Saw this movie was playing, watched the trailer, said, oh, that looks kind of funny. Let's go to that. And we did. And uh, yeah, I don't know if it was low expectations or what, but we we enjoyed the hell out of it the first time. And then I did rewatch it this week while we were up at our friend's house in Lancaster because uh, they hadn't seen it and it just came out on Redbox or whatever. So, um, it, it held up. I might have even liked it better on a rewatch, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. I, um, I don't know. For some reason, I was. Jason Bateman, he's. <laughs> I don't know if I love him or hate him. I mean, I do like him, but he's always the same. Like, it's always yep. that same, you know, dry. Because I'm watching Arrested Development too now. I'm through two seasons, and he's the same character in that. Like he's always playing the exact same character, even in Ozark. Like if it's a serious movie, if it's comedy, he's always the same. Right? He's got that dry yeah. sense of humor, straight man, sarcasm, whatever. So I I don't know. The first time I saw him, he was my least favorite part of the movie because I'm like, all right, Jason Bateman just being Jason Bateman, but That's Rachel. Exactly Mac- what I thought too. Yeah. But Rachel McAdams was surprisingly good, and I I really loved. Uh, I wish I knew the character's name, but uh, the police officer played by uh, Jesse Plemons next Gary. door. Yeah, Gary. Right. I just loved everything about that character. Just awkwardness, and creepiness. The guy from, uh, Breaking Bad, Friday Night Lights. Um, Gary. He he plays the uh, the first episode of. On the fourth season, uh, we just reviewed it like a few podcasts ago. Uh, TV show. Walmart. It's on Netflix. It's a different premise every. Black Mirror. Black Mirror. 
Black Mirror, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's been in a lot of great... He's a great actor. Uh, he was in Fargo TV show. Um, he was in The Master, American Made. Yeah. Um, he's great. He's more of... I think he's more known in, like, the TV world. But, no, he is fantastic. And he's, he's good at playing all kinds of different characters. Because in Breaking Bad, I mean, he is, like, a psychotic, stone-cold, badass killer here is like this awkward like he's played the lovable you know in friday night lights like the lovable uh not very good at football but he's the kicker like i don't know like he's very versatile actor character actor i don't know i just loved everything about his character this the he really goes for it and uh i don't know some people might have not not enjoyed it but he like builds the suspense at most (laughs) yeah it's like, uh, I can't help but notice that you got three <laughs> yeah. three packs of uh, chips those there. Do, in your bag. It's like, oh, yeah, it was buy one, get two free. Oh, yeah. buy one, get two free. Huh? Uh, doesn't sound too profitable for old Frito-Lay. Huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I don't know, like every single yeah, thing. fashion would love a game like <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just loved everything about that character. And uh, like you said, the guy that plays Brooks, Kyle Chandler, also from Friday Night Lights, Coach Taylor. Uh, he's great in everything. Had kind of a smaller role here, but really yeah, shine when he's on the screen. Driving point of it. But. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what did you think about, uh, like, the plot twists and all that? Uh, well, I mean... It's, it was almost predictable and then not predictable. It was, you thought one thing was one thing, and like I don't know if we're diving into spoilers yet, but uh, you always thought. Let's just say, all right, before we dive into spoilers, what did you think of it? Because it's like an action comedy or like a thriller comedy, right? So, yeah. As far as comedy goes, what what would you say I, about it? I thought it? it was definitely funny. They had some really lighthearted moments. Some moments missed on me anyhow. Mm-hmm. But... So yeah, you think it worked as a comedy? Yeah, I, I thought it was almost like you said it was an action comedy, and um, it was almost like a spoof, yeah, in a way, or one like plot twist in a sense. Yeah, for sure. So I thought that worked for it for sure, and it was lighthearted at moments and serious at moments. And what about yeah. like the action thriller part of it? Did it work in that regard for you? Uh, I guess. I mean, it, less so. It's not really. Once I started watching it and got the premise and all that, the feel of the movie, I I wasn't too uh, wrapped up in the action parts of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, yeah, I would I pretty much agree. I think it definitely works more as a comedy. But I actually thought some of the action was surprisingly well done, and I feel like they actually blended the comedy like into like physical comedy into some of the action like. Uh, the conveyor belt later on in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, pretty good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's basically just a spoof of a David Fincher film, The Game. And uh, I think it works really well as far as the style and everything like that. But let's get into spoilers so we can just talk openly about the whole thing. Cool. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> obviously, uh, one of the best parts uh, is when... You know, Gary comes to the rescue, gets shot, and it's all this big, like, uh, his own game night to try to get himself back into the mix. Yeah, and 
and then immediately they, gets they blasted for real. He was like, I got shot. He was like, ow, that was, that's the impossible. My men were using blank. <laughs> yeah, that would be impossible. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, that was my gun. <laughs> I will say my least favorite scene in the movie, I think, was her trying to get the bullet out. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I guess... I see where you're coming from. I thought it was pretty Just a funny. little over the top for me, I think it was just... Yeah, because all of a sudden, like, obviously they're both super competitive and smart when it comes to games, and all of a, all of a sudden her character's, like, intelligence drops significantly. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, out. I mean, I Sounds thought it was funny. Kind of thing. Yeah. I thought it was funny, though. I mean, uh, what was it? I mean, it takes them five minutes to realize the bullet wound was right. going through. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he probably would have been dead. I did, and I but, get that it, like you said, we'll go back to the realism. The realism right here is not really there. No, 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 no. Yeah. But I did like how it's, okay, a small, very small incision, and she pretty much gashes his arm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was probably one of the weaker scenes, though. I'll yeah. say one of my favorite parts is when I mentioned the conveyor belt, that whole, like, last action set piece like yeah i thought that was great they try to <laughs> cut the the wheel out from the plane they just completely whiff this the is the first time yeah then uh the conveyor belt thing and then probably the biggest slap for me the whole movie was when she's standing right outside the airplane and the, the guy comes over and it's like please don't shoot. I, I've got kids at home. I have kids at home. With that ass, you don't. No, with an ass like that, you don't. <laughs> like, oh, thanks. And then and then he gets killed, like Die Hard 2 Stop. style. Goes through the, you know, the jet engine. Jet engine it splatters, <laughs> like, gore as hell, gory as hell. And she's like, yes! Oh, no, he died. Like, <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. And then... At, uh, not long after that, after she drops the fire hydrant in the plane, and it's at the resolution, basically. <laughs> yeah. And then the character Brooks, it's like starts clapping. He's like, <laughs> yeah. that was "My game night, you guys got all the points." I'm like, "How are they gonna play that?" I yeah. sucked the engine off. You know, thinking that in my head for the first couple of seconds. <laughs> He's Tells like, him it's all fucking joke. Yeah, I forget what the guy's, the real bad guy's name was. He's like, all right, Ken, you can get up now. <laughs> He's like, doesn't move a muscle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. I kind of expected that, but, uh... I, when he said that, I was like, yeah, fucking why are they about to do that? <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, uh, I did like the scene in the bar when she's like, thinks it's a fake gun, and she's just... Putting it in people's mouths, waving it around, around drops it, yeah. <laughs> singing to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I liked all that stuff. Um, let's see. I actually liked... What did you think about the black couple, the married couple? I thought their dynamic was pretty good. Pretty, yeah. Pretty hilarious that uh, the revelation that it's like the running <laughs> joke throughout the thing that she slept with, even though they've been together You're since like, never have middle I ever school. <laughs> drink to... Um, have you ever slept with a celebrity and she drinks? Yeah. Yes. So for the rest of the movie... He's trying about, to figure out who it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, I love his Denzel Washington impression. It yeah, is, yeah. And it turns out to be... Den- well, turns showing the <laughs> flashback, I was like, that's not Denzel Washington. 
Because I was, my first thought was like, how the fuck did they get Denzel Washington? Right. Yeah. Yeah, and then the twist is obviously it's just some like <laughs> some guy who, if you squint hard enough <laughs> or you're drunk enough, might conceivably look like Denzel Washington a little bit. And then uh, what? About, probably the weakest couple you think is like the the guy who has a different girl each night. Yeah, the dumb guy, the stereotypical player. Actually, on rewatch, the like on rewatch, I thought everything was better. To be honest, like yeah, yeah, I didn't mind it. I mean, um, I like yeah. that British woman. Um, I believe it's Sharon Horgan, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, Letterbox says these names all out of whack and doesn't say who the characters are. But she's in uh, this Amazon show. Yeah, it is Sharon Horgan. Uh, Catastrophe, which is hilarious. There's three seasons on Amazon. Uh, so I, I liked her from that, and I thought she was okay here. Um, let's see. As far as um, the style of the movie, like the cinematography and stuff, I really thought it was cool how they did like the, you know, the far wide shots, and then they kind of slowly move in. It looks like it's yeah. fake, like it's uh, or like a game board, and then they slowly zoom in, and you realize. You know, oh, this is the actual scene and the actual people. Yeah, yeah. Like, I thought it had style to it, which surprised me for, like, a, just a straight comedy. Yeah, I wanted, the, the, another scene I really liked was when he they hack into uh, Gary's com, uh, computer. Yeah, that's a great scene. The dog and the blood. That yeah. was pretty funny. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> but uh, speaking of, like, cinematography, I thought the end credits were really good. Yeah, the end credits are great. A lot of style to them. And actual end credits that at least the first time you see the movie you'll sit there and watch it yeah yeah like that's always a plus i guess and uh i just think it's a, like the first time i saw it i was like yeah that's a really funny movie probably gonna be one of the best comedies of the year not sure how rewatchable it'll be but after watching it a second time i think it's this could end up being like a classic once it hits tv just think like it's very rewatchable it's yeah it's only you know, an hour and 40 minutes long, easy to sit there and watch, it's funny, uh, and I actually thought some of the action stuff was decent, like the first opening fight when uh, they think it's just a stage fight between Brooks and those two guys, and they're all it's actually like... pretty decent action, Yeah, shot well, and uh, yeah, I just think like this will be an easy HBO sh- like rewatch anytime it's on, just toss it on, if the kids aren't yeah, of course, definitely not a kid's movie. But <laughs> I, I appreciate it that, like, a lot of movies in this, uh, I guess, genre or whatever, like, when you see the previews, you see the best parts of the movie. Mm-hmm. Not feel that way about it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, definitely. So, definitely went being rewatchable. Yeah, for sure. And I don't know if it, why on the second time, like, Jason Bateman didn't bother me as much. Not like he really bothered me the first time, but it was. Probably one of my least favorite parts. Second yeah, time around, I, maybe it's because I'm in the middle of, you know, catching up on Arrested Development and I'm just, like, in a Jason Bateman mind frame right now. But uh, it yeah. worked a lot better the second time. Nice. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed it, man. It was, um, yeah, I, I mean, I just popped it on last night after I watched the Caps game. Yeah, go Caps. Yeah, we'll get to that later. But, <laughs> um. Yeah, I was laughing my ass off. It was it was a nice nightcapper. Yeah, definitely. 
So what would you give it? Uh, for the genre and what's my expectations going in, I would give it uh, like 8.5. Nice. Uh, yeah, I think after the first time I saw it, I gave it like a solid 7.5. Definitely gone up on a rewatch. So I'll say like, you know, 8, maybe a heavy 8. And maybe if I keep uh, keep watching it, maybe it'll eventually go up to like an eight and a half or so. Yeah, but I definitely agree that it's definitely something you could pop on with friends that have never seen it and they'll enjoy it and you'll still enjoy it watching it again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like I said, I rewatched it uh, with, with our friends up there who hadn't seen it. They enjoyed it and we enjoyed it again. So, yeah, yes. worked great there. And uh, all right, uh, let's get to what else we watched. Anything on your plate? Well, I watched the new Deadpool 2, that's all that. And, uh, yeah, I would just, uh, don't go into too much detail, because I think we're going to review it maybe soon, maybe not, but yeah, definitely get yeah. your overall impressions. Yeah, I mean, I I liked the first Deadpool, I, I, I know you weren't too big on it. No, I want to rewatch it, though, give it another chance. Yeah, uh, I definitely liked it, it was, it was a good movie, you said we'll talk more about it, I will say I... Never liked T.J. Miller, and I still don't. Yeah, that's you know. a big part of why I didn't like it. <laughs> it was definitely by far the weakest point in that movie. I don't know how. I just don't like T.J. Miller. I won't talk shit about it, but I just don't like him. He seems like an awful person, too. So Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, I hate him. Uh, I just think Ryan Reynolds is trying too hard. But, I don't know. I th- I've My gripes with the first movie are... Well documented. Before I watch the second one, I'll try to rewatch the first one, have a little more uh, not, fair opinion. There's no need to story wise, plot wise. Yeah, either. right. But with the second like the, one, the story definitely threw me for a loop because uh, I mean, what what I saw in the trailers and teasers and some everything. hidden stuff. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, like my one of my biggest things with the first one was it just and it was cheaply produced so it makes sense but it looked so cheap and like special effects just didn't work for me very well is that improved in the second one yeah um i would say so i just i'm not a huge stickler on that but uh it i didn't mind it I'll all say right that. all right we'll see we'll see i don't know i'm skeptical i do want to see it though because i do i love the character well, yeah, I have to, period. Like, uh, no question. I have gunned right to my head right now. <laughs> but uh, I love the character in the comics. He was always one of my favorites. And I was excited, very excited for the first one. Very disappointed. So, I don't know. Maybe going in with lower expectations will help. Yeah. Uh, what else you got? Um, just basically, uh, movie-wise, not much, no. Okay. Well... I have a couple things, not a lot, not the 27 that I or whatever that I had last week, but uh, I, I watched a documentary that uh, might be of interest to you a little bit. It's called Bipolar Rock and Roller nice. about uh, Mauro Ranallo. Oh, really? Yeah, this is a documentary on Showtime right now that like, follows his struggle with bipolar disorder. And, yeah, I had heard about this uh, a year or two ago. Yeah, no, I mean, just heard about his struggle with it. Right. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he was just on MMA Hour, not this week, so last week, and he had a really good interview 
on Ariel's show uh, about this movie, but just about everything else in general. And so I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll record it and I'll give it a look. Uh, it seems interesting, and at least it's a guy I know of. I respect. I've, he's a great announcer. So uh, watched it, and um, it was okay. <laughs> it was like uh, pretty by the books for a documentary. Yeah, but definitely interesting. Definitely like candid behind the scenes uh, look at the negative side effects of bipolar disorder and uh, yeah, you know, not afraid to um, put it all out there. And yeah, I, I and that's respect good. That's it. probably healthy. I mean, yeah, I respect that. You know, because uh, I've lived with and dealt with in our my life or seen and you know. And, so I can definitely respect that. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think uh, we've yeah definitely seen it in my lifetime. Yeah, and uh, it's it's legit. But like, I mean, I love Marvinella. He's he's a great, like you said, announcer, and he's like he's been around for a long time and he's a pioneer in MMA, and he's been doing a great job with wrestling too. And yeah, so he's done it all, man. Kickboxing. Boxing. He, did he commentate the uh, Lloyd Conner fight? He did. He did. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, yeah, he's been... Been around the block. Yeah, for sure. And he's good. He's great voice, if nothing yeah. else. But, yeah, it was okay. I gave it, like, a six, six and a half out of ten. Nice, nice. Uh, I watched a couple movies. There were HBO originals. Um, I didn't see all of Fahrenheit 451. The Michael B. Jordan adaptation. But that's because it wasn't very good. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking forward to this. Michael B. Jordan, Michael Shannon, all the Michaels are in this movie. So uh, just, I don't know, very disappointing. Very disappointing. It's a bizarre modern take. You never... Heard of the classic Ray Bradbury novel, Fahrenheit 451? That's the books, right? Yeah. They burn the yeah. books, and it's like this like uh, future where the books are terrible for you. and Yeah. They try to burn all the books, and then the guy has to change of heart and tries to save them. It's basically just a modern take on that. Yeah. And uh, they try to like bring it to the digital age, but uh, I don't know. It was just not good. Not well done at all. Yeah. And then... Uh, Dave watched the trailer for that uh, a couple months ago, and I thought it looked cool, but it was, yeah, so it was did a I. Theater, so it didn't give away much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought it looked good. I thought it was going to be good, but because I like Michael B. Jordan a lot and like Michael Shannon a lot, but even they couldn't save it. It was uh, <laughs> just not good. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I also watched a movie called The Tale, like T-A-L-E, like the story. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this was one of the best-reviewed movies of the year. It premiered at Sundance to rave reviews. But it's uh, another story about a uh, child abuse case, which I talked about last week in the movie Una, which just made me so uncomfortable that I, I turned it off halfway through. Yeah. This movie also very uncomfortable, but obviously intentional, and that's you know what they're going for. This was definitely a better movie 
than Una. It's more yeah. better, well, uh, better well made. That's a, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, better made uh, really puts you in the perspective of this woman. I think it's based on a true story and a true like the person who directed it is pretty much the her character is the main character. If I'm not mistaken, if I'm wrong, apologies, but I think I'm right. Her character is the main character. like it's story of herself, basically. Oh, okay, yeah. Like she's a, she was a documentarian, but she's making a scripted movie about this thing. But uh, it's like she gets a letter, or no, wait, uh, her, she gets a phone call from her mom, who sent her a letter that she found when she was going through all this old, you know, like memorabilia, like memory stuff, uh, as old people tend to do. And yeah. she's like, I had no idea. I'm so sorry. I wish I would have known. And she's like, what are you talking about, Mom? Just read the letter. Just read the letter. And then it's like a letter that she wrote to her mom from this like camp that she went to where she like basically learning to ride horses and stuff. It's like confessing or in a roundabout way. The mom knew what she was trying to say. Like this older guy obviously did terrible things to her. Yeah. And it brings back her Russian memory. So then it goes to flashbacks. But at first, when it goes into flashbacks, she remembers herself when she's like 15 or something, or 16, like a little bit older than she actually was. And then she eventually, like, remembers that she was actually 13, and then she sees a picture of herself when she was 13, and she looks so much younger, and just makes it, like, seem that much worse. But then when the flashbacks from that point on, the actress playing her younger self is much younger looking so it's like i don't know con conceptually really well done yeah still uncomfortable <laughs> very well acted good story but i need to take a break on these kind of dark movies man i gotta <laughs> watch game night again yeah i'd give it a seven and a half out of ten really good movie nice it's a good movie i don't know if i could recommend it though yeah it doesn't sound like something i'd want to watch it's just, uh, when I see a movie is well-reviewed and, like, could possibly up for awards, just, I have to watch it. So, you know, that's just my mind frame. Yeah, yeah. I keep saying mind frame. That is definitely not the word. It's mindset, time frame. That's all way you get? <laughs> what? I said way to catch it. Yeah, you got to. <laughs> all right, let's move on to TV. And talk a little 13 Reasons Why. Season 2. We Technically, were, it's not TV. It's HBO. It's Netflix. It's TV. It's Netflix. It's definitely TV. I know. I'll just get it. Uh, we were both big fans of Season 1, if I recall yep. correctly. Absolutely. It was definitely in my top three or four... Uh, year-end best of TV that year. Yeah. Um, I thought it was uh, pretty powerful. I actually, I thought... It was very powerful. Yeah, especially the last few episodes. Like, I thought the first half of the first season was kind of not great, but then it really, like, I feel like it turned a corner once it really started diving into everything and did a great job of showing shit that goes on and... And realism and yeah, 
Yeah, and rootable characters, and like you really felt bad for Clay and for what's her face Hannah, right? Like she, even though she's dead, like they did such a great job of making her a real character, and like you got to know her, and it's almost like you forget by the end of the first season that she is dead and that she did kill herself and then you're slapped across the face with reality. Yeah. So... Yeah. uh, Go ahead. uh, What were you saying? I was just going to throw it to you and say, you know, obviously you love season one. What were your thoughts when they announced season two? And, like, what was your... I mean, I I definitely expected season two. But, uh... I didn't really think much of what season two would be because I didn't know what the hell it would be. Included it pretty well besides like the, I mean, they leave you a few um, cliffhangers at the end of the first season, but uh, I don't know. Immediately as I started season two, I was felt disappointed. How about you? Yeah, I kind of... I thought after season one, that was just like a perfect uh, miniseries or like, you know, yeah. self-contained story, even though they kind of left it open-ended with this like this little cliffhanger type thing at the end. Still, I thought that was just great, you know, self-contained story does not need a second season, but oh. I kind of assumed that they would. And then they quickly announced because it was such a big hit that season two was coming. And, uh, yeah, like you, I wasn't sure exactly how they were going to do it. I didn't know if my first thought was someone copycat, like, uh, someone's going to do the same thing she did and have 13 more tapes and try to figure out why they did it, killed themselves. And I never thought that, but that does make sense, but, you know, cause <clears throat> they, I've seen that there's even some controversy that like, is the, was the first season of the show even any good for anything because apparently suicide rates went up because when people see it depicted it makes them more likely to do it yada 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 and, so, yeah i i can get that viewpoint because it's and i don't like anything that ever uh i guess you say romanticizes right a suicide or something like that um me but personally, as a whole i enjoyed the first yeah. season but yeah i definitely saying? respect that point of view for me, it would it made me think the opposite. Like, wow, like this, this is super realistic. Hard. Like, this is what it would look like. Like, think of the horror that would, you know. But not everyone thinks the same way. So, yeah, respect. I mean, I, 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 when you see that, I think you definitely have to think that. But um, yeah, I definitely see the viewpoint where it can. Um, I don't know. I can see where people think it's wrong. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. But I didn't know if they would maybe tackle that head on and like, I don't know. That that would have been a little more brave. But uh, instead, what they do is basically just turn it into a regular TV show, basically. I mean, there's no... Oh, man. Yeah, and like there's... Which I don't think it needed another gimmick or to copy the gimmick or come up with a new one. But they kind of half did that and half didn't. There was like these pictures, like three or four pictures that were kind of like a, a touchstone for the for the season. But really, 
just turn into another cheesy, if not, like a, basically a cheesy R-rated Disney show almost to me. And so watching this, I, I think back to uh, the OC. I think the OC did stuff like this perfectly. Uh, Over the top, but pulpy and well, enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and I, I don't know. I think people are so cultivated by just shock, and it just this does that over and over again. And yes, of course. Wait. Go ahead. This was the OC was on TV, and this was not. And there's different guidelines, I guess it is. But I don't know. I just I didn't like. First of all, I didn't like. I thought the way the first season started with Hannah and her tapes and just her her narration, I thought that really set the tempo and the mood for the first season. Yeah, and it made sense. Yeah. There's and this way too much clay myths. Yeah. Clay uh narration. Like way too much. Yeah. Just let the scenes play out for gosh sakes. For real. Um yeah, the basically what the backdrop is. The whole season is the trial of uh, Hannah's parents versus the school system, and to find them at fault. And somehow Bryce is wrapped up into this because he raped Hannah. Uh, I, I don't know if that was tied in or if that was separate. I can't really remember, but uh, uh, I mean it was. It's, yeah, everything I mean, gets twined, but yeah, you're right. Um, and also, there's kind of a side plot with Tyler who um, is the one that's, like, menacing people with these pictures. or Not menacing, but uh, blackmailing and and just being a, a shit, right? Tyler, he's the one that took pictures of Hannah? Yeah. He's the one that um, had, a, had bought the gun in the first season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's um. a big part of this season, and it really... The biggest and dumbest twist is that uh, Clay now... Spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. Full spoilers from here on out. <laughs> Clay sees Hannah, and it's not like, okay, maybe I could get behind that if it was like, you know, just him remembering or like seeing flashes or she's in his head, she's in his head. Uh, no, it's like she's there. They talk back and forth like it's it's like completely jumped the shark to me. Yeah, and and like like the first season was relatable and not relatable, but real life, and you can see how a high school drama thing could play out that way. Second season's almost it's not a totally different show; it uses the same storyline, but it's like you said, it's immediately into that and. Uh, it's different. It's way different. Yeah, it is. And my biggest problem with this season, I I did not like it. I mean, I watched the whole thing, but uh, I just think in the first season, Clay was a likable, rootable character. Hannah was a likable, rootable character. Like in season two, I don't like any of these people. I don't either. Not at all. I like, mean, how can you? Who are you rooting for? Nobody. There's no protagonists, really. Oh, Clay is annoying as hell. Like, Hannah turns out to be Ryan, right? The catcher? Ryan. Uh, the 
catcher guy that ends up having had been banging Hannah the whole time apparently. Oh yeah, well he was like the only likable character I felt like, but he wasn't barely in it. Well, he was only had a small part. Yeah, I kind of liked the. I mean, I'm a little bit torn. I like that part. Like I kind of like that they had a secret relationship. If they were, I guess if they keep that secret, but how do you not have him? Maybe they thought ahead of a second season. They did not. And, yeah, they did not have that in mind during the first season at all. Yeah, and how does he? He's, how was he not a bigger part of the first season if that was the case? He just totally fucking came up with that off of. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. Oh. But my the thing I kind of like the thing I'm torn is I like that the idea that yeah those tapes weren't. Her entire life, her entire, you know, person. Like, there was more yeah. to her than just what we heard on the tapes. I like that idea. Yeah. Was, so. But I didn't like the idea that they're completely retcon- retconning her character, right? And changing things just for the sake of, we need a season two, and uh, yeah, we need yeah. some surprises. And, yeah. And, and, I mean, not that they left she- you... I'm oh, sorry, continue. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, it's not that she's a less likable character. I just don't think they did a great job of making her a more uh, complex or full character. Like, Yeah, I don't either. Um, you know. And I'm not really worried about likability, but... No, I, but, like, Breaking Bad, who do you, you root for? But it, I don't know. It To go from a show where... You you have to like or root for somebody, even if it's like in a yeah. Anna hero. Like you're kind of you're rooting for them, but you're not like Walter White. You want him to not get caught, but at the same time, you realize the shit he's doing is terrible. I don't know. There was no. I just didn't want. It's not even that I didn't like them. It's that I didn't want to watch them. I don't. I don't really care. Like they just yeah, annoyed I'm... me. And it just went on and on and on and on. Yeah, it's really dragged out. The one thing, and there's, it's all over the place. Yeah, it's a mess. It really is. I mean, Sky plays girlfriend. That's at the start. And then it's, what comes of that? Right. But um, uh, Alex, yeah. you figure out, he was the cliffhanger at the end of the first season. Yeah, he shot himself in the head, but he survived. Yeah. Well, survived. He fucking survived. He walks with a cane. I mean, if you shoot yourself in the head, I thought that. I mean, and of course, I don't know if realism is a big thing here. I guess. I mean, it should be because the well, first season was people realistic. Have, I've, suicide. Hey, I've seen. I survived. People have been shot in the head and survived. To that extent, I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, and like I said, I don't know if that's a big point, but. Um, I mean, they're talking to ghosts, so at this point... True, true, yeah. that, true that, I mean, I mean, there's, yeah, there's so much going on. They're, like, pulling in every it's different direction. Every and I, I'm sure they're probably going to do spin-offs with certain characters and shit. God, I hope not. I will not be watching. I probably will. That's why I hope not. I mean, I'll, I'll probably still do, but I was yeah. a little pissed off. It's, like, the thing I didn't, like, at the beginning, like... I, like I said, first few episodes of the first season, I was like, this is stupid. Like, this is really cheesy. This is corny, un, not well-made. Acting's bad. But it drew you in. Yeah, but it, but this is the whole... It was that, but the whole time. And yeah. worse. Never. Like, so what do you think about the counselor and his storyline? Um, 
that, I thought that was okay. I didn't think that was yeah. that bad. I mean, I could see from his perspective, it was a little heavy-handed, but yeah. I mean, it made sense. He thought he was doing the right thing, but he realized he clearly did not, and then he realized what he should have done. I liked that he, you know, he finally told the truth. Yeah, I don't know. I thought that guy actually is a decent actor, and I do too. And I, I thought, I thought so in the first season, but he was. I thought he did. You know, I didn't like him in the first season, and I think that's a good way of playing a character is when you don't like somebody, you know. Right. Yeah, and I still didn't respect what he did, but you could yeah. at least sympathize that he he realized it, you know. Yeah. Um, what about all the stuff? All right, here's <laughs> here's what I don't understand. The, all the stuff with Bryce, and, uh, you know, he basically he raped everybody in the school, it seemed like. Well, I mean... No, that's not what I don't understand. <laughs> what I don't understand uh, is... How many people have to testify, yeah, he did it, I saw it, I heard it, or, like, I don't know, and he's, like, how many people have to say that he did it before they have proof that he did it? And I really, really didn't like the way, the way they portrayed the prosecutor, it was just... Yeah. I mean... Very... I think that shit like that happened in court, but she was... Just an evil bitch, and I get that you have to be that way. But. It was so like mustache twirly, cartoonish villainy type lawyer. Like when the yeah. the guy Justin, which oh my god, don't get me started on his storyline. But he's right. on the stand, and they're like, "Didn't you? Didn't you?" Like, yeah. <laughs> like what? Calm down. I know. Uh, but yeah, it's him, dumb. man. Yeah. That whole the heroin addict with the heart of gold. Yeah. Moves in with Clay and the family. Uh, Gets saved from overdosing or whatever. But then he ends up using again in the last episode. Yeah. It's like, what is this? <laughs> is this... Uh, I know, it's just... I get like, the, I don't know. It's just too over the top, It's man. like turning into one of these yeah. a- after-school specials. Like, drugs are... I, I don't know. Like, they're trying to do everything at once. Yeah. But they're doing it in the like way, way unsubtle, heavy-handed, over-the-top ways, which yeah. is like the opposite of the first season. Like, did they get different writers? Did they, I don't. What happened? I don't know. I don't and then, know. of course, but, uh, I guess as as we're talking, getting to the end here, what were some of your favorite scenes? I don't know if I have favorite scene. Um, I liked I liked the man went at the dance. This is after all the court. I guess we'll go. We'll talk about uh, Bryce get, does get arrested for raping. Yeah, but he gets he gets out with a slap on the rape. wrist, yeah. and Justin actually gets more time than him. And I mean, apparently he raped his girlfriend that he was dating at the time. At the time of the court hearing, right, right, yeah, but. yeah, that's that's crazy, but um. Yeah, so basically, there's a controversial scene with Tyler. He goes away to, like, a Shepherd Pratt, uh, local shout-out. He goes away to, like, a psychiatric ward, uh, gets help, seems shaves his head, seems like he comes back in a decent place. But you kind of are expecting him to shoot up the school, because it just seems like that's 
exactly where it's headed. And I had heard about that because they canceled the premiere. Before I even watched the show, I had heard about that. Yeah. But, um, so I had been waiting for that. Right. It just seems like that's and what I the- thought it was. I thought it was when Justin walks into the school with his hood up in the bag. Oh, right. Just come back. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I thought, I was like, oh shit, he's about to blow up the whole school. Yeah. I know. It just seemed like the whole thing was leading to a school shooting at the end. Like they needed yeah. to one up themselves, and it kind of sort of did. But Tyler comes back. Uh, he goes into the bathroom, and what's his Monty, uh, the guy who has abusive father, yeah, comes in there because he, I guess, because of what Tyler did, the was it basketball team lost their season or whatever, or whatever yeah. sports team that they're they're on, uh, yeah, <laughs> lost their season, and he comes in. And Tyler's like, I'm really sorry for what happened. I've changed. I'm trying to be better. I'm really sorry. And then he smashes his face against the window, shatters the glass, smashes his head on the sink. Like five fucking times. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Drowns, like, basically drowns him, waterboards him in a toilet. Swirly. Swirly. It's a little more hardcore than a swirly. (laughs) Yeah, it was a little hardcore. (laughs) And then... uh, Rapes him. Rapes him with a broom handle, uh, shoves a broom yeah. handle up his rectum, and leaves him there on the floor. I don't understand how that didn't get found out. Like, like someone else didn't come into the bathroom and see it. And I don't understand how they let that. Right. How? Come I don't he... know. It's yeah. Too over the top for me, man. It was pretty. Crazy. It was very uncomfortable. It was. It, it wasn't like so unnecessary. I don't know. Felt unnecessary to me. And I get that they uh, definitely not as trying. They're trying to portray like a boiling, boiling point to where somebody would want to go shoot up a school. Yeah, but man, fuck, but that's man. not that's not even how it works. So like, no, that's I mean that's not real life, man. No, it doesn't have and to. Maybe be that's this, happened in some places. Fuck. I'm sure. Yeah, bullying. Is a big part of it, but this is such an extreme act. Like, yeah, something so extreme when he that sets him off, and then it gets even worse because they're at the prom or whatever. He comes with you know loaded assault rifle in hand, and Clay runs out to stop him. I'm sorry, Bob. No, it's all good. Clay Clay comes out stop to stop him. Talks him into like not going up and shooting everybody at the at the dance, and then Tony drives him away, and Clay is left standing there with Justin and the other girl. I can't remember her name. Uh, holding the, the assault rifle. I call bullshit. First of all, if that kid is that fired up that he's going there to shoot those kids, he's not gonna. He would have blown Clay away. and would have, Yeah, he would have mowed him down. Yeah. Because there would be a rage there, and he's not going to listen to reason. So I call BS on that. Second, I mean, yeah. And I get that... I don't know what the hell they were trying to do with that. And They're trying to set up season three. <laughs> well, I get that, but they do this the same fucking way they did the end of the first season. Yeah. And I don't buy that Clay is this saint that's like... I know what's inside of you. I'm going to save the day. I'm going to, 
you talk my friend who looks like he's 30 into who's apparently like 16 in high school drive you away save you I'm going to take the blame I just I don't get it I don't buy it at all hated, yeah, I hated it I get it that uh, Clay is the hero and all but it was just I can't believe they couldn't come up with something better than that I mean they ended the first season with uh, what's his name? Tyler, right? Yeah. Uh, he was bullied the whole first season. Of course, he did some fucked up shit. Yeah. But he had a suitcase full of guns at the end of the first season. Right, 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 right. That didn't play out at all. <laughs> yeah. In second, until the fucking end. And then it's, yeah. Look, I didn't want to see a school shooting or anything, but... I don't either, but it was just... That's strange. what they were doing the whole time. That's what they were... I don't know. It's messy. It's all over the place. Yeah. Um, now, I wouldn't say, like, I I thought the follow-up to Stranger Things was better. It wasn't very good, but... Oh, I thought Stranger Things 2 was pretty good. I mean... It, I mean, it was, it was definitely good. It wasn't... This was... Almost a different atmosphere. Totally different show to me. It was, yeah, it was too I agree. Uh, Same characters, different show. Yeah. Like... Like I said, the one I was talking about, Tony, he's like, this, you would think he's in the mafia, like, I don't know, he just seems like not a high school kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought he'd be, yeah. Seems like a guy who is in college, but is still friends with some people in high school. But no, apparently he is in high school still. Yeah. And they all seem older. And my frustration with Clay I actually like the actor that plays Clay. I've seen him in other things. He's a pretty decent actor. I just think... I don't know why. Like He's the most annoying character in the show. Yeah, I agree. Um, like, at one hand... His character is just written to... Uh, I, don't know, I don't know what the word is. Like he, he's, he's, he wants to be the hero and ends up... You know he's going to end up being the hero. He wants... But I don't know. They're trying to make him to be this like white knight perfect character, but at the same yeah. time he has these like <laughs> outbursts of anger and looks like the biggest baby alive. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, so needless to say <laughs> I mean it was it was it was a failed effort, I think. And like I said when we started talking, I didn't know what they were gonna do with this. And I think they definitely went in the wrong directions in a lot of places. Yeah. What do you think uh, season three is going to bring? You think there will be a season three? I don't know. I really don't know. I I'm think... sure they will because they're just the uh, Netflix is so spread so far with their stuff. And this is a big name for them, so I'm sure they'll bring it back. I think the controversy alone will will. Uh, Cause people to watch and then cause them to say it's worth bringing back for another season. Yeah, yeah. Um, God, I don't know what they what they'll do, but uh, it's basically turned into like a CW show. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, 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 if there is no season three, I would expect like a spinoff with the few certain characters. Um, I don't know. Maybe Ryan, Alex, and. 
Yeah, who There's more to happen with Justin and his heroin. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah, they randomly, uh, even though, God, what is her name? What is the girl's name? Justin's uh, ex-girlfriend? Jessica. Yeah, so Jessica starts dating Alex, who I didn't even know was straight. Did you realize that? I thought he was a gay character. Like, I He seemed that way. But they dated in the first season. Oh, I didn't remember that. I thought she was with Justin all the time. But anyway, I thought it was uh, weird how she starts dating Alex. Had a like actually pretty decent moment at the dance, like where he's actually moving around again, dancing, being social. And then she goes into the locker room and has sex with Justin while he's high on heroin. So are they gonna yeah. get back together? I don't know, man. <laughs> it's, just, it's just too much, man. It's too much. It's crazy. All right, what would you give season two out of ten? Uh, five. Five and a half. Four and a half for me. Yeah. Yeah, it was bad. It, it definitely missed on all. It missed all cylinders. Yeah, pretty much. Hated it. What about yeah. the parents? I guess <laughs> not to drag it up, but her no, Hannah's no. parents. How do you, I even even think the way they. Were acting seemed not at all, right, man. But I don't know. Yeah, just... misfire, complete misfire. Definitely... You watch any other TV? No, uh, besides the Capitals, though. Oh yeah, Washington Capitals. I'm a diehard fan. Or made it to the Stanley Cup final, and uh, it was an intense first game. Very rough. Second game, we came out looking better and won, tied the series up. But one of our best players got injured, so we shall see. Wait, who got injured in game two? Kuznethal. Who? Avgeny Kuznethal. He's one of the best players. Yeah, never heard of him. He's incredible. I've heard of Wilson. Oh Wilson, a shit player, but he's an important. Yeah, he's like hitting people when they're not looking. He's and... like the guy from the might the twins from the Mighty Duck, right? <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> I know uh, Oshi and Gobechkin and Backstrom and Holt Holt B Holt Holt Beast. What a save! At the end I know Holt. That was an incredible save. Holt Beast. He was way out of position, so I was glad he got back over. Yeah, it was kind of lucky, if you ask me, but it was awesome. He was way out of position. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, the only thing I have is the Survivor finale from last week. All right. We talked about the season as a whole last week, but uh, just as far as the finale goes, this finale was great. It was actually a... uh, a record, or not a record, a uh, milestone, not a milestone, what, uh, groundbreaking, in that it was the first ever tie in the final vote for who wins, right? It was these... How did they decide that? Well, I'll tell you. Uh, so, actually, they set up the rule for how they would eventually, or how they would break a tie if it were to ever happen two seasons ago at the finale when Jeff said... we. We just, at this point, we don't think it's ever going to happen, so we'll tell you what would happen. Uh, if it's a final three, and two of 
the people, you know, two of the final three tie for the win. The person who was at the final three who didn't get, you know, any votes or the top votes would cast the deciding vote. So basically, yeah. you know, there's three people there. And in this case, it was these two guys, Dominic and Wendell, who dominated, pun not intended, uh, dominated the entire season. They were, you know, close allies the whole way. They they were awesome. They were both incredible players. And they made it to the end together. And they took this girl, Laurel, with them, who uh, was very loyal and helped them get to where they were. And there's ten people in the jury. Five votes Dominic, five votes Wendell, Laurel, who they, Dominic won final immunity, so he took her to the end. Now she has to decide between them two who wins, and she picked Wendell. Um, oh, shit. Which, I mean, I, I, I'm happy that Wendell won. Uh, could I would have been happy either way. They were easily the top two players, wanted one of them to win, but, uh, Pretty awesome move on Wendell's part. He was, she was really good friends with both of them, but a little closer to Wendell. And he actually did a savvy move where he was safe at one of the earlier votes, like final six, I think. And he knew there was no way she was going to go home, but he had an immunity idol that he had to use at, by a certain time or something like that. So he used it on her. To like and said, you know what, you deserve it. You're like my sister out here. Just basically put on a show to make her like him more, and, and it worked out. Turned out she was going to be the deciding vote. So, oh, there you go. Uh, it was good. Made the season better. The finale definitely made the season as a whole a little bit better. Next season is season 37, David versus Goliath. So it's going to be. A tribe of Davids, not your brother, but of underdogs in life for people that, you know, had to work from the bottom to get to where they are versus Goliaths, yeah. the ones that are truly successful and were born with the silver spoon in their mouth. And Yeah. So, interesting. See how it goes. Right. When does that start? Uh, sometime September. No. Uh, got big brother before then, bro. And uh, there's a former WWE wrestler on the cast for the next season. Yeah, who's that? Uh, John Hennigan. Never heard of him. Me either. I had never heard of him. But I asked someone that was into wrestling about him and said, Oh, I love everything about that guy. I wish he would give give it another wrestling another chance. Really so am. I guess he'll be a decent character. There's also a uh, guy named Mike White who is a screenwriter, and I think he's directed a few movies. Uh, he's, he wrote School of Rock, the movie School of Rock. Jack Black? Yeah. Uh, He'll be uh, on there. And I think that's the only people of note. But uh, always love Survivor. Looking forward to the next yeah. season. Uh, Long-running show. Show enough. All right, MMA. Moving on. Pick up where we left off. UFC on Fox 29 took place in Glendale, Arizona. And 
was one of my most anticipated fights of the summer, at least. And uh, headlined by Dustin Poirier versus Justin Gaethje. Dustin versus Justin. Classic. Um, what did you think of this card? No, I didn't watch it. You didn't even see the main event? Nope. Holy shit. It's fight of I've the been, year. Uh, I've been, uh, one of the names Well, this was, uh, basically fight of the year. Right here. Uh, I mean, it doesn't get any better than this. Back and forth slugfest. Justin Gaethje just chopping the hell out of Dustin Poirier's legs, uh... He could barely move by the end, but he was able to put enough weight on his punches to out-precision him in the striking and uh, TKO'd him in the fourth round. Uh, can't say enough good things about the fight, both fighters, and especially Dustin Poirier, who's now lined up, if not a title shot, one fight away. Uh, yeah. Pretty sure Khabib's going to fight Connor or GSP. So. I about that, yeah. Either way, I don't think Poirier's getting the next title shot. I think they'll do. I think he's still, What's still that? A bit away. I think he's still a bit away. Hmm. Who's ahead of him? Well, if if what you say is true and Khabib beats Connor, I mean Connor beats Khabib. Yeah. Connor made quick work of Poirier, so. Yeah, but that was a long time ago. Yeah. That was in... 14, I think. Yeah, 2014. Four years ago. He since won... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven out of his last eight with a no contest against uh, Eddie Alvarez. Oh, and that's actually who he's fighting next. He's, uh, he's that's head- how they announced it. Yeah, they, he's headlining another Fox card against Eddie Alvarez rematch, which will be awesome. Yeah. If he wins that... I think he will definitely be next fight title shot. I guess. I feel like lightweight used to be so stacked. It is stacked. Oh, I mean, it is. But I don't know. I'm just trying to think. Let's look at the UFC rankings. All right. Let's see who's who you think is ahead. And let's see. Let's see. Uh. Lightweight rankings. Number one, Khabib. Well, champion Khabib. Khabib. Uh, number one, Connor. Makes sense. Number two, Tony Ferguson. Forgot about him. But he's hurt, right? So, does he come back off of his... his what, is the, what is the verdict on that? Does he need surgery? Or he's, he he's gotten surgery. He says he's aiming for a fall return. Seems okay. a little quick to me, but... Uh, do you give him a tune-up fight to prove like that he's healthy, or do you give him a? Ferguson? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can't give him Khabib again, right? Yeah. Even though I would love to see that fight, and that, I would too, but I've been waiting for that for a long time. Yeah. Three is Eddie Alvarez. Four is Dustin Poirier. They're fighting each other. Uh, Kevin Lee. What's Barbosa. that? Barbosa. lost. Kevin Lee. Barbosa. Kevin Lee just beat Barbosa. Kevin Lee, I yeah. think he's oh, yeah, pretty yeah. close. He'd only lost to Ferguson. I mean, I meant Barbosa and Gaethje just lost. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Nate, I mean, I think his time is coming on, at least for now. So, yeah. really, I think Kevin Lee 
I've, let's just say they do Khabib versus Connor in the fall. What do you do? T- maybe Ferguson versus the winner of Alvarez Poirier. Yeah. But then what about Kevin Lee? He fights Nate Diaz. I mean, no, Nate Diaz is not going to fight Kevin Lee. That was a, that's what Ariel was trying to say a couple weeks yeah, everybody, ago. People try to say that Nate was trying was going to fight Chesby. Well, Dana White said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I feel like Kevin Lee's right there. Dustin Poirier's right Nate's there. not fighting anybody that's not named Connor. I don't think he's going to fight anyone then. He might not. I don't know. We have to see what happens at the... When's Connor's hearing? It's like next week, right? Two weeks June twenty fourth, I thought, or June fourteenth, maybe two weeks away, something like yeah. that. He's gonna get nothing. He's gonna get a slap of wrist, and then they'll announce the fight like immediately. Well, after. You know, that's, New York does not fuck around with felony charges. It's barely felony, especially charge. for an immigrant. Not, I mean, the sound. Uh, I don't know, Trumpian. <laughs> but yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I just the the fight won't be in New York. That's why all of a sudden Khabib said he wants. Oh shit! I mean, it's definitely not going to be in New York. But, <laughs> but Khabib, he is a felony charge. He won't be able to get a visa or passport or be able to come here. You know why? I'm pretty confident it's going to be probation or some hefty fine, and then they announce the fight immediately afterwards. Is because Khabib originally said November Madison Square Garden. That's when I'm fighting next. And then just this week, he said, you know what? I moved up my timetable to September or October. Yeah. That, to me, says, Connor ain't going to be able to fight New York Madison Square Garden. And I'm fighting Connor, so we got to do it a month or two earlier in Vegas or something. I don't know. I guess we'll have to see. I just... Well, of course we have to see. Not, the court system is not very kind. Money um, talks... Well, it's, it's just not in the UFC hands or anything. Oh, I know that. But just look at what 13 Reasons Why taught us. Bryce didn't get anything because he's got the money. Oh, <laughs> but you <Very> see it. <laughs> Obviously, that's stupid. But you see it all the time. The famous people with money, they'll get more lenient. Yeah, I don't think know. so, man. I think they're going to make an example out of them. I would love to bet you. All right, I'll bet you. No money, but uh, no. Um, uh, we'll I'll, I'll admit I was wrong. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gentleman's bet. Yeah. I bet he nothing comes of it. You know, minor, minor thing like fine probation. Even if he gets probation, he maybe he gets his. Won't him in the country while he's on probation. Um, I say he he'll get his license revoked in New York State only. Or maybe he'll have to fight overseas. Well, if he gets his license revoked in New York only, will Vegas sanction him? For Connor, I think they would, because the money it would bring in. Well. They're shady as shit. They, they fucking pulled Floyd out of jail in a fight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, or they, maybe, what if they did, Even no matter what, what if they did uh, a pay-per-view in like Canada or... Or London, or or something like that. I don't know if Canada. I think Canada would go along with. Uh, yeah. With what about Brazil? Sure. I don't know why they would do Khabib. Well, they would definitely like that. Why would they do Connor versus Khabib in Brazil? But I think, but I, think, uh, 
Ireland has the restrictions and shit. Yeah. Ireland would definitely let him fight. Yeah. But, again, I don't know if UFC would go against... I just definitely think it's happening. Well, you also have to think about, like, ESPN. Um, Oh, they want Connor on ESPN. Well, I know they want Connor, but UFC just can't go rogue and go against their decisions. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Let's see. What other shit can I bring up? I don't know. I just think... Well, because there's also GSP is cutting a lot of weight. Rumor is he's uh, slimming down. He's going to make a run for 155. So maybe that's what it is instead. Maybe. Maybe they're uh, going to do... I wouldn't would rule that out. It just... Maybe they're going to do... It my mind of how they took so long to negotiate this contract with GSP and they wrote it in there they had to fight Whitaker and... Danny came out and said if he's not going to defend his title, I'm fucking pissed and blah, 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 blah. I guess it is all just a money game and it all comes you down can't, to that. Of course. It doesn't matter what Dana says. Oh, I'm mad at this person. Mad. It doesn't matter. Yeah. They're going to do what makes money and what gets yeah. people watching, no matter what. Yeah. I mean, it's just how many times it could have happened before, you know, people oh. just realize Dana White... It's going to say what he feels like he needs to say at any given moment. But when it comes down to it, whatever makes them money is what they're going to do. And probably right. Actually, that's absolutely right. History teaches us anything. Oh, yeah, exactly. And uh, (laughs) GSP versus Khabib in Montreal in October. That would be probably the best fight. Yeah. Well, I don't know why they wouldn't just do that one at uh, MSG. But, yeah, they can do it. Yeah. yeah. All right. I don't know. I don't know if we have to get a fight by fight. I haven't watched any of them. Yeah, yeah, I'll just hit piece. the I'll just hit the highlights and if there's any talking points around it. Uh you mind? Yeah, no problem. I'll run through them, give my quick uh ten second opinions. Yeah, right. Uh Alex Oliveira defeats Carlos Condit by submission in the second round. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. This was devastating because <laughs> Carlos Condit came out unlike the Neil Magny fight where he just looked like listless and and kind of rusty and like not like himself. He actually looked great in this fight. I mean, he looked like the Carlos Condit of old. He survived a choke or he survived some, I can't remember, it's been a while. Survived some uh, adversity. adversity. Yeah, adversity in the first round and then put on, almost choked uh, Oliveira out at the end of the first round, came out in the second round looking good, striking, and he just got caught with an up kick. Like, oh, really? almost oh. like a freak thing, like, and it just kind of, it rocked him, and it was just enough where he was kind of went in recklessly to just kind of buy some time, and Oliveira just grabbed his neck, guillotine choke, and put him out. Yeah. I mean, it was a great Did fight. He out? He... I think he tapped. I think he tapped. But uh, it was a great fight. It actually... I bet you Condit retires again. But, I mean, I actually thought, wow, this is... Condit is back. It's got to be disappointing. disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. He's had a really tough run of late. If you look at his record. uh, Let's see. 
loss, Alex Oliveira. Lost to Neil Magny by decision. Uh, lost to Damian Maya by submission. Lost to Robbie Lawler, split decision. He beat Tiago Alves, but then he lost to Tyron Woodley. So, I mean, it's been real rough. Like, in yeah. a lot of these are close decisions or free. Quick. I would like to know what he's getting paid if he's getting what he's worth. I think it was, I think he got 100000 for that yeah. fight. Okay. He's a journeyman, man. I feel like he definitely earned, like, he should be on, like, an Emma's Alistair every payday. Because I know Alistair gets paid a lot. Yeah, I think he makes a decent chunk of change. But, uh, yeah. he's 2-7 and seven in his last nine fights. Jesus. And that's crazy, because he's still one of the best. Yeah. <laughs> if you ask me. But, uh. Israel Adesanya defeated Marvin Vittori by split decision. Uh, shouldn't have been a split decision. Uh, clearly, I thought Adesanya won two out of three rounds. The guy, he, you know who he is, right? Uh, I don't. He is the big-time middleweight prospect who's, like, mixed between Anderson Silva. Like, he's basically got that kind of potential. He's a kickboxer, came like, flashy kickboxer who's coming in middleweight. And uh, he looked great in his first fight against uh, Rob Wilkinson at UFC 221. And now he looked pretty good against Marvin Vittori. He wasn't like, he, he showed off some stuff, but it was a tough fight. But he won, and now he's he's main eventing the tough 27 finale against Brad Tavares. Uh, he's all, yeah, so basically he's getting a big push. Like he's big time prospect, big like big time striker. Like uh, that is a big push. Yeah, and I think he's already making like forty and forty or something. Yeah, he's getting that Sage North cut uh, <laughs> bump up. Yeah, treatment. Yeah, but uh, I like the guy. I like him a lot. I hope he lives up to the lives up to the hype. Michelle Waterson. Defeated Courtney Casey by split decision. By split decision. <laughs> <laughs> Great fight. Really entertaining. Like, uh, ground game was like wrestle versus jiu-jitsu back and forth. Really a scrappy, fun fight. Michelle, Glad yeah. Michelle Watterson. Yeah, me too. She's always fun to watch. Karate hottie. Uh, Antonio Carlos Jr. submitted Tim Boach in the first round. Uh, speaking of middleweight, I'm a, I'm a big fan of... Carlos Jr. I love his uh, jiu-jitsu game for such a big guy for the weight class. I mean, this is a guy that fought at heavyweight on the uh, Brazilian Ultimate Fighter just to get into the UFC. So, yeah. I like Tim him. Boach, like, reminds me of uh, what's his face, Vladimir... Putin? <laughs> no, Putin. Uh, uh, Matyashenko? Yeah, Matyashenko, whatever. Yeah. Gatekeeper status, and he won't be Right now, all in UFC. Yeah, yeah. Muslim Salikov defeated uh, Ricky Rainey, uh, second round knockout. Pretty impressive. Salikov is a pretty decent fighter. John Moraga defeated Wilson Hayes. Pretty good fight. Uh, thought John Moraga. I was surprised. I thought I picked Wilson Hayes to win, but Moraga pretty much clearly won that fight. Brad Tavares, speaking of, knocked out Christoph Jotko in the third round in this card. Uh, setting up that match with Adesanya. Gilbert Burns looked good, knocking out Dan Morant in the second round. Anything else of note? No, nothing else of note. 
So it was a. I really enjoyed that Fox card to UFC on Fox twenty nine. Moving on, next. Oh, I got something to say about this. UFC Fight Night one twenty eight in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Kevin, oh. Kevin Lee versus Edson Barbosa in the main event. I was there. My first ever live UFC event in attendance. I had a great... Uh, I have a story behind How this. Was, how was it? It was awesome. It was great. Had great seats for the price. Like, I got... I made sure I got on the pre... Uh, pre... Sale. Pre-sale. Yeah, I got it on the pre-sale and picked out my seat. I tried to find, like, for the cheapest price possible, the best seat. I got a second row on the balcony, like, nice. middle of the cage, much closer looking than I thought it would be. Really great seats for just, like, whatever it was, 70 bucks. Um, yeah, better than my $600. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't I know. I didn't sit where you did. I could well, sit. I sat third row from the cage. Not bad, not bad. But I heard that sometimes that's not uh... a... It only sucks because everybody's standing up the whole time. Yeah. Like going to a concert and having people stand up in front of you. Yeah. I ended up standing on my chair for a bunch of it. But (laughs) (laughs) But But it was awesome. uh, I thought it was cool. I could see J-Well and her husband Roger across, uh, you know, on the other side of the cage in the front row. From uh, Jersey Shore, yeah, yeah. I uh, saw a bunch of fighters in, I guess, fighters row: uh, Jimmy Rivera, uh, Chris Weidman, Eddie Alvarez, um, Israel Adesanya, I believe. Like, it was a who's who: Marlon Moraes, Ali Abdelaziz. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. Uh, cool. Uh, did you get there? What? When did you get there early? Or got there early. Did they have, like, a tailgate thing out front or, like, a festival thing out front? Or? No. No? Not really. Um, I walked... They had... Oh, it's on the boardwalk. Right on the boardwalk, so... No, yeah, I've never been to Atlantic City, so I don't know. That was my first time. But, uh... The craziness behind it all, why I couldn't exactly enjoy it as much as in a perfect case scenario I would have, is that the event took place... The day after our grandmother's funeral, first of all. Yeah. Um, then, <laughs> I knew Sam, my wife, was sick, very sick, as I'm driving up. And I knew that my daughter Mackenzie had just gotten over being very sick. And I'm starting to feel it like I was getting sick on the way up, right? Yeah. Uh, so get there, I'm like feeling worse. Feeling worse. As soon as the fights start, I'm like, man, I feel like, I feel terrible. Like, I'm not feeling very good. Uh, it turns out, the next day, I went to the doctors and found out <laughs> I had the flu. Yeah. <laughs> As I talked about last week. But, I mean, yeah. well, I was just pounding Tylenol. Like, every yeah. three or four hours. Taken too, uh, probably too much Tylenol. Yeah, right. but, uh, damage your liver. Not <laughs> yeah. by drinking, but by Tylenol. Right. I actually, yeah. But I was able to get through it. But then I had to drive home three hours or three and a half hours in the middle of the night with the flu 
which I would find out I had 103 fever the next day. Yeah. yeah that's crazy. I'll never forget it, I'll tell you that. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I, I still, despite all that, I enjoyed the fights. And shout out to Paul Borges, um, who, because my wife was sick, she could not go and had already bought her ticket, uh, reached out to Paul, who lived in Philly, close by, and he bought the ticket from me and sat next to me. It was a good time. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, he's a cool guy, and uh, I think he enjoyed it as well. So, yeah, that was cool. And uh, to the actual fights, though, uh, the main event was definitely probably the the most interesting fight, at least as far as the actual fight. Because Frankie Edgar in Jersey, that was pretty awesome. Like, yeah, that should have been the main event just based off crowd reaction. The cr- I mean, the crowd was crazy. Really? And, yeah, he beat Cub Swanson by unanimous decision. It was pretty clear. Not exactly the best fight, but when Frankie wins, I'm happy. Yeah. Speaking of crazy crowd, there was like six or seven fist fight brawls in the crowd. I believe it. Like, I couldn't believe it. Every five seconds, it seemed like you see a commotion, and then everyone looks in the crowd, and it's just like haymakers throwing like ground and pound like it was nuts i i don't know i saw i when i looked over i literally saw someone just get clocked right in the jaw at some point Jesus. Uh, yeah and even at one point aljamain sterling as he's getting interviewed from his win was like yo look out <laughs> like he pointed out like holy crap look someone just got popped i forget what he said but that's crazy yeah that's uh, I think that was the one thing good about where I was sitting. I mean, I was sitting like four feet away, four seats away from Ray Rice. And yeah, Ray Nixon. nothing was going to happen there. Yeah, unless his wife was in elevator rough. with him. But oh my god, <laughs> piece of shit. Yeah. Um. Yeah, nothing happened very close to us, but. It was weird. I didn't. I don't know if that's a regular thing or if that's just. Like, I, t- I didn't see any of that, but like I said, I was I was right next to the cage. Yeah, you don't got to keep sure bragging about it. Being in Jersey might have added a bit to that. Yeah, emotions are running high. Some hope. Well, they have. Uh, they have a reputation. <laughs> yeah, Jersey Shore, Jay Wow. <laughs> I'm surprised she didn't get in on it. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, uh, uh, Kevin Lee defeated Edson Barbosa. Dr. Stoppage TKO in the fifth round. Very impressive performance. Excuse me. What? <laughs> I just yawned my ass off. Uh, Kevin Lee, very impressive performance. Uh, very clearly showed his dominance here, other than a crazy moment in the fourth round where he got head kicked and did a little wobbly leg dance, like stanky leg uh was definitely the craziest moment, got the biggest pop of the night. It was like, oh, shit. And yeah. uh, definitely thought he was going to get finished there, but he recovered. He was able to to take Barbosa down, and then he just he looked great. He looked vicious, looked much improved. I think he's he's going to be, you know, part of the upper end of the lightweight division for a while to go here. Nice, nice. Uh, Justin Willis defeated Chase Sherman by decision. Uh, who cares? David Branch knocked out Tiago Santos in the first round. That was pretty crazy. Uh, that was a pretty good fight. I did not expect David Branch to win, but 
he he done did it. Aljamain <laughs> Sterling defeated Brett Johns by decision. Pretty good fight. Dan Hooker defeated Jim Miller in Jersey. That was that was tough, but uh, yeah. was knockout knee Real to play. a punch. Pretty vicious first round. Three minutes in, yeah. Um, let's see. That was a cool knockout with Cihar Cihar Bahadurzada knocked out uh, Luan Chagas with a, a body kick. Corey Anderson versus Patrick Cummins was a pretty entertaining scrap. But the fight of the night was probably Ricky Simon and Marib Devashvili because Devashvili was pretty much winning the entire fight up until like a minute left in the third round. And all, all of a sudden, I think, I can't remember exactly how it happened, but like Devashvili tried to take him down and Simon like reversed it in midair, got full mount and went into some... Wow. Some kind, or maybe it was he called a try. I can't remember. He called him in some kind of submission attempt, yeah. and it was like super tight for a minute straight. Seemed like he survived the round and was going to get the decision victory, but instead, the ref called it off. They said he was out when the at the end. Kick of the, to the body and punches when he says on Wikipedia. That's wrong. <laughs> that is flat wrong. Uh, it's only listed as a TKO because he was. Apparently, according to the ref, unconscious when the round ended, and he quickly snapped. Wait, you talking about Ricky Simon? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm looking at it. <laughs> I knew you had to be. I was. My memory isn't that bad. But uh, that was crazy. That was crazy. Um, anyway, yeah, that was my experience in Jersey. Nice man. Yeah, I'm glad to see you went to a live fight. I'm sorry you were sick because I yeah. had a fucking fall when I went. Oh, it was awesome. I would definitely do it again. Yeah, we'll have to. Yeah, one day. One day. One day. Uh, how about some Bellator? Bellator one ninety eight. Uh, Fedor, your boy, back in the yeah. mix. Defeated Frank Mir by TKO punches in the first round. Forty eight seconds in to win the opening round heavyweight Grand Prix match. Yeah. Did you see this? Did not. Oh my god. Yeah, I've watched crazy. Like Myself, yeah. Crazy fight uh, for less than a minute. I mean, came out. It was a real like for forty eight seconds. It was like a journey. It was like Frank Mir came out and rocked Fedor or clipped him, and it looked like he might get a finish. But then they reset, and Fedor hits him. I can't remember uh, uppercut or uh, <laughs> a left hook, and and then that was it. It was. Uh, I was happy to see Fedor win and uh, move on to fight Chael Sonnen. Chael Sonnen. In the semifinal oh. of the heavyweight Grand Prix. Um, that would be a mess. Dylan Dennis made his MMA debut on this How'd card. He defeated Kyle Walker by toehold submission in the first round. What a little bitch. <laughs> and he was say, like calling out... Uh, Ben Askren afterwards. <laughs> ben Askren was just in Baltimore. Was he? Yeah, he did uh, three seminars at Eastern Tech. Cool. He ain't got nothing yeah. else to do anymore. Yeah, right. Retired. Yeah. But uh, Dylan Dennis, what a joke. He, he is a little bitch, man. He's making a ton of money 
<laughs> to he tries to think he's like names. uh counter's muscle or something or <laughs> yeah yeah he's a piece of crap kind of i don't know well, I, I don't really know. i don't he's definitely i mean he's a very good jiu-jitsu player but but he never even won uh a championship in jiu-jitsu no no he didn't but he's not going to get very far in mma trying to do toe holds like <laughs> yeah he says, I can submit anyone in anything at any time, anytime I want. Good luck. <laughs> Why don't you have a championship, like you said? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, next up, UFC 224, which I was not super psyched about going into, especially with 225, 226. All the ones coming up are, like, stacked to the gills. This yeah. one seemed a little lacking. In star power and in super fun matches. But in practice, it actually ended up being a great night of fights. I was definitely pleasantly surprised by everything that went on. Uh, probably one of the worst fights of the night was the main event. Amanda Nunes defeating Raquel Pennington by TKO in the fifth round to retain yeah. her bantamweight title. A little bit of, a lot con- of controversy there. Yeah, a little controversy coming out of this that... Uh, in between rounds four and five, Pennington told her corner, I'm, I'm done. done, I'm done, I'm done. I'm done, I want to be done. And her her coach said, no, you're not done. You're going to go out there and give me all you got. And then she goes out and just gets annihilated in the fifth round, predictably. So any thoughts on that, even though you didn't see it? Uh, well, I mean, I, I saw Moses guard. I didn't see the show and main event. Which <laughs> oh, yeah, that's uh, right. You were watching this. I forgot. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I do. I don't like the quarters decision to send her back out there. Um, but I was disappointed to see Pennington lost. I was a fan of her. Uh, I, I think it just. I've said this time and time again. I really don't like Amanda Nunes. I love have, the lioness. I don't think I will ever like her. Get on the bandwagon or get the hell out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean. Pennington had nothing for her. Um, I don't know. I just I hope she fights Cyborg and gets demolished. It's the only person I would <laughs> want Cyborg to be. You hate all the best women. Yeah, well. <laughs> I'm not a huge Pennington fan. I mean, I respect her toughness and the you know where she came from, and she you know. She came off the Ultimate Fighter with the losing yeah, record. Yeah, she, she was one of the people in the Ultimate Fighter that I never expected to come this high up. And she definitely has improved tremendously. Yeah, I didn't like her then, but then she she got like, and it it goes back to how thin the bantamweight uh, division of the women is. She won three or four fights, and and then I had like know. a year and a half layoff. Yeah. And, and then, she was, yeah. She was out of the and apparently, she broke her leg on the first, or she thought she rebroke her leg on the first kick Nunez threw. Oh, really? Yeah. Because uh, the first kick that uh, Nunez threw, she went down like she got shot by a sniper. And uh, I thought the fight was going to end, like, immediately. But uh, she toughed it out. And that's why I think it's ridiculous what the corner did, but. Yeah, it's been it's been a while. It's been enough talk about Plus that. Plus, her feet's all swollen up. Yeah, I mean, 
pretty ridiculous. Uh, Kelvin Gaslam defeated Jacare Souza by split decision. Pretty crazy back and forth. Uh, not back and forth. Uh, crazy, crazy close fight. Excuse me. Should have drank a second uh, coffee. I mean, what a what a run Gaslam is on there. Yeah, he's other than a loss to Weidman. I mean, ever since he moved up to middleweight, he's been great. Uh, he beat uh, Johnny Hendricks, Tim Kennedy, Vitor Belfort, but then it was called no contest because he smoked some weed. Yeah. Then he lost to Weidman, then he knocked out Bisbing and now beat Jacare. So, yeah, he's pretty close. He's uh, he's up there in the ranks. Yeah, I would hope the UFC doesn't take that uh, weed violation in serious. No, but... they can't. Did you see this fight? You didn't see it? I did not, no. Uh, I think I would have scored it for Jacare, but it, that might be just because I'm a huge Jacare fan, so I'm a little biased. But uh, he op- Jacare opened up and dominated the first round. Um, immediately took him down. Dominated position, had him in some submission uh, attempts, but then when the round ended, he could barely get up. He was so tired. And then, really? Yeah, and then basically the next two rounds was him tiredly, I mean, surprisingly, still throwing haymakers with some power, but you could just tell, like, he's dead on his feet, exhausted. And they both had iron chins. Like, Gaslam ate some huge shots, walked right yeah. through him. Souza tough as hell, so it was a really good fight. But uh Okay. Yeah. What do you think the future holds for Susan? I don't know, man. Uh that is a good question. I think you should go up, maybe. Hmm. I don't know if is he big enough to go up to light heavyweight? I, it's just light heavyweight seems thin to me. Oh, it's definitely thin. We got Rockhold going up, but I don't know. I feel like middleweight is not top. Like, it's top heavy enough where he could get a couple wins in a row and be at least make one more run at the title here. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe cut down to Bantamweight. Yeah. <laughs> one thirty-five. Uh, suit him just great. 50 pounds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking, of band- speaking of Bantamweights. Mackenzie Dern defeated Amanda Cooper. Speaking of going up, is what did you, you hear? Well, did you get my joke? What it said? Speaking uh, of bantamweights, <laughs> she fought this at. Oh, it's strawweight. That good. <laughs> it went right over my head. Uh, yeah, <laughs> big controversy with Mackenzie Dern missing by like seven and a half pounds, which is insane. Just complete disrespect. I saw the interview after the way with her. She was just like, with her fake-ass Brazilian accent. Yeah. I tried. I tried. No, you didn't. I tried my hardest. No, you didn't. Seven pounds, I mean. That's not even, like, that's just so unprofessional. And it just shows a lack of discipline. It just goes along with her getting kicked out of the MMA lab, saying, uh, why don't you just train somewhere else like that shows because she didn't want to practice enough she yeah. just basically she thinks she's a star she could just do whatever she wants show up make money win fights but and yeah against the level of competition she's facing right now she probably can but 
Strawweight's pretty good division. She's going to run into somebody that's going to. Well, if they let her keep fighting at Strawweight. They I mean, said they're going to give her another chance. Of course, because she's starting to make it. Yeah. I mean, she's good. Her natural Basically abilities. needs fucking people. I don't know why if, they don't. You mean Strawweight? Bantamweight. Well, she'll never be Bantamweight. Flyweight oh, is I'm, the next one. Up. That's where I said Bantamweight. Cause I was, of, yeah, I always confused. And Flyweight's thinner division, too. So, uh, I, uh, yeah, she's got pretty good power in her hands, obviously. Sick jujitsu. Sick jitsu. Uh, I just don't think she has the dedication that's going to take her to the top. Yeah, I don't know. I think, uh, I think we're going to see her back on the jiu-jitsu circuit in a year or two. You do? Yeah, I could see that. I think she takes a loss or two. She's going to tuck tail just like Ronda. Yeah. Uh, all right, John Lineker knocked out Brian Kelleher in the third round with the left hook. It was pretty vicious, pretty awesome oh, fight. Back and forth, like both just giving it their all. Yeah. But, man, he went out hard. God, that was... Death-defining, as they say. John Lineker doing John Lineker-type things. Yeah, I mean, his hands are stone. For a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, here's probably the best moment of the night. Leota Machida knocking out Vitor Belfort, Anderson Silva-style. <laughs> just Second time that Vitor's career. <laughs> front kick to the face just melts his brain. And then he retires. <laughs> So, you know, for now, in the cage. Yeah. He'll probably be in Bellator by year's end, but... Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if his drug test pops up here soon. I don't know. <laughs> but of course, man, he did look pretty small, but... I think this this front kick by Machida might be better than Silva's. It was well, so it was perfect. Was it better than the Lita, Lyoto, uh, or uh, Randy Gator? No, this was way better. I don't know, you knocked out Randy Gator's teeth. <laughs> one tooth. Oh, one tooth, yeah. No, this was the best. This was one, this is knockout oh. of the year for me so far, five months in. I mean, just set it up so perfectly. First round, neither fighter, like, basically threw a single punch. And then, uh, I don't know, he just kept using that front kick to the body, to the body, to the body. He ingrained it. It faints and everything into Belfort's head. That, and when he throws this kick, it's going to the body. Boom. Tying it perfect. Yeah. Threw it up high. Just, oh, man. I could watch it over and over again. Yeah, and I was I was laughing because I had texted you. I had just turned on the fight. Um, and I was like, who you got? And you said, you had to buy a front kick. And right <laughs> then I looked up the TV and saw the fight already happened. I was like, what? What? <laughs> yeah. So I had to go back and watch the highlights. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Pretty sweet. Um, all right. Moving on. I guess the only other thing from this card was Alexi Olenek uh, getting another Ezekiel choke, on, this time on Junior Albini in the first round. That's his classic stance, his classic yeah. move. And now he's going to fight Mark Hunt as the main event in the UFC's first ever Russia card in September. What a weird main event for that. Yeah, it was going to be Verdun, but then 
Yeah. Pop for steroids. So. Yeah. Who didn't see that coming? Shocker. Shocker. Fuck yeah. Verdun. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, next up, more Bellator, more heavyweight Grand Prix. It was Ryan Bader knocked out Muhammad Lawal in 15 seconds. 15 seconds. That was crazy. Yeah. And then John Fitch defeated Paul Daly by unanimous decision in his Bellator debut. And Paul Daly was booing <laughs> the fight from the ground as he was being uh, laid on. So that yeah. was interesting. Uh, Aaron Pico continues his breakout, you know, body punches. But, like, this time he made the guy basically do a backflip after his body shot, so. I really? Yeah. I really like uh, Aaron Pico, even though he lost his first ever fight. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I I need to watch more of the kid. I, I heard the uh, commotion about him being a 0-0 zero zero record coming in probe. Might be one of the best fighters ever. Yeah. Turned me off immediately. Yeah, yeah. I um, mean, he's I, only like 21, I think, so. Yeah. Super Which, young. It's, it's not a bad thing, but I just, I got turned off by the hype because I've seen it like one too many times. Right. All right. Uh, moving on, UFC Fight Night 129 in... Santiago, Chile, um, Kamaru oh, Usman defeats Damian Maya by unanimous decision. Pretty boring, but dominant. Yeah. Uh, big win. Yeah, definitely a big win. Finally gets a, uh, someone from the top ten under his belts. And I guess he could fight Darren Till or... Maybe the original opponent he was supposed to fight Santiago Ponzinibbio, but Usman's right there. He just needs to put a stamp on these performances. He's like doing enough to win, but he's not really given any highlights or yeah. reason to really want to give him a shot because he, his fights tend to be kind of boring. He's just a wrestler, and uh, he's good. Where's he from? He's very good. Uh, he's from American Top Team, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. He wants to fight Colby Covington. A lot of people do. Yep. Oh, did you see the press conference today? No, I did not. Colby Covington, man. I don't know if I've ever wanted to see someone get their head, like, punched off in my life. Like, he's, I have to admit, I feel like he's, Trolling pretty hard, pretty good. Well, it's the example has been set for him. This time he said, (laughs) People say I'm the underdog, but you know who else was the underdog? The great leader of our country, Donald Trump. And just like Donald Trump, I'm going to grab all these pussies and tell, like, and. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to grab all these pussies and. Put them in their wow. place or something like that. Like another oh another level. That comment was another level. That kid needs a publicist or a manager, a new manager, bad. It's, yeah, but it's working. <laughs> it's working. He's got. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's, which is sad. <laughs> the whole environment that was. It worked for Connor saying crazy shit. Of course, he didn't. I don't, he he would never. He would no. Connor never go this route. Yeah, but 
like he's got X pod heat. He's I don't know. It's uh it's a bad bad uh precedent has been set. And yeah, it is. The the route that we're on here, it's only gonna get worse, so something needs somebody needs to put their foot please, down or, Please God, don't let him win that fight against RDA. I think he's gonna get demolished, but uh if he wins that, oh my god. Yeah. Just end it now. That's just the one fight I want RDA to win. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but it, it's just so bad. I mean, he's on Twitter spoiling, uh, you know, Avengers Infinity Our, War. Oh, and... yeah. <laughs> uh, I like. I hate him so bad. Yeah, it's Star Wars too, right? Yeah, of course. He's yeah. That's just his thing. And, like, he commented on the... Like heel in wrestling, but it's... No, it doesn't no, no. work. Man. Yeah. I guess it does. But. Yeah, I don't know, man. Darren, Darren Chilver, Stephen Thompson. He said these guys are the best pat at playing patty cake I've ever seen, or something like that. Just you know, he's just trying to say the worst things he could possibly think of to try to get attention, and I guess yeah. it's working. So, uh, yeah, I I wish it didn't. Yeah. That stuff is too WWE for me. Yeah. But it's like R-rated WWE. <laughs> right. Yeah. Anyway, back to real fights. Tatiana Suarez defeated Alexa Grasso by submission in the first round in a very impressive performance. Uh, I'd love to see Suarez fight Mackenzie Dern because I think she would uh, annihilate her. Really? Yeah, sure, size and wrestling is so strong. I think Suarez would take Mackenzie Dern down on purpose and finish her from the ground. Really? Yeah. But I don't know. I think they're both prospects. They'll never match them up against each other this early, but Suarez is is a real deal. I wouldn't be surprised if she's not champ by uh, end of next year. Oh, wow. That's how high I am on her. I'm also pretty high on Dominic Reyes, finally a good prospect to light heavyweight as he TKOs Jared Cannonier in the first round and just looks like a beast. Yeah. <laughs> looks real good. Yeah. Uh, he's a guy, hopefully they he actually develops and whenever John Jones is eligible to return, <laughs> he might be... Uh, up for the task. Yeah. Let's see. Only other fight I would like to speak on. Oh, I guess Gabriel Bernitez had a pretty sick slam knockout uh, on Huberto Bandone. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, I did. I saw the highlight. That yeah, was that was pretty crazy. And uh, Vicente Luque, who I think is one of the most underrated prospects in the welterweight division, had a nice knockout win over Chad Laprise in the first round. So let's move on to Bellator 200. <laughs> the big Bellator 200 landmark card in Bellator, I mean in Bellator, in London on tape delay. Yeah, like, the, big, the big event on tape delay. Yeah, and it was supposed to be Crow Cop versus Nelson. Royale but Pulled out. Crow Cop, left leg hospital, had to pull out of the fight. Um... 
Wait, what? In, back in Pride, he used to say, because his kicks, left leg hospital, right leg morgue. So I'm saying yeah. left leg hospital. He had to pull out of the fight for a leg injury. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Gegard Musasi wins the middleweight title with a TKO knockout in the first round of Rafael Cavallo, which, surprise, surprise, <laughs> you know, Musasi, yeah, well, he's class. And the bell tour. Dan Hamilton beat him for the title, like. In Strike Force? Yeah. Cal- Calvacante? No, it's not Calvacante. This is Rafael Carvalho. Oh, okay. He's, uh,. He's been Bellator champ for a while, but Bellator's middleweight division is so weak. I mean, it's no surprise that Musasi just comes in and wrecks shop and uh, takes control. Sorry, I'm like reading at the same time. He, uh, he won, both him and Roy McDonald want to fight each other next for the middleweight yeah. title. But Scott Kirker says, nah. Well, I mean... What do you, do you think he would really stand a chance against Musasi? Yeah, I think it would be an amazing fight. I think Musasi would wreck. And there's no other fights. To, well, I would pick Musasi, but what other fights are they going to make for Musasi or McDonald at this point? I have no idea. You know, like, just do it. You're freaking Beltor. Who cares? Do I don't know. Maybe, uh, I'll actually watch the fight. Beltor to come over. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Michael Page, the the hotshot prospect, Michael Page defeated yeah. David Rickles by a verbal submission. Uh, apparently, I didn't see it, but just embarrassed him so bad on the feet that he quit. Just told the ref, "I'm done." It's getting lit up. Yeah, I read an article about that. But, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know what to think about Michael Page. He's never really fought anybody. Yeah. But, when he does fight these, you know, lesser or uh, under weight class fighters, uh, he Michael looks Page good. like talks shit, but uh, it was a few fights ago he did the same thing like Anderson did against Maya. Not under the same circumstances where they were like friends, but it was a pitter pat fight. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah, I want I want Michael Page to prove he's the real deal. He needs to fight Paul Daly next. And Paul Daly's fucking been done, man. He's I don't know. He just had he's had, had a couple done. highlight real knockouts the last year. Yeah, well, against who? Against Lorenz Larkin. Oh, did he? Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, but they've had some back and forth for a long time now, Page yeah. and Daly. I don't know. They gotta make it happen. I feel like if Michael Page was all worth that, if, uh, they would get on the horse with him. Bellator would. But, mm. uh, I don't know. Uh, Phil Davis knocked out Linton Vassal with a head kick in the third round. So Phil Davis is still alive. Yeah. It means <laughs> nothing to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and lastly, but not leastly, <laughs> in the recaps, UFC Fight Night 130, Stephen Thompson versus Darren Till. Hold on, real quick. I'm holding on for real. So if, if Ryan Bader. Oh, we're talking about Tour Grand Prix? Yeah, yeah. All right. 
Uh, yeah, on the left side of the bracket, we got Chao Sonnen versus Fedor Emelianenko. Who do you got? Uh, who do you think I got? You got Fedor. <laughs> By a fucking way. Yeah, I don't see any way Chao can win. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be Just because matchup. Actually, I would love to see Chao get knocked up. Out. <laughs> yeah, I like jail now, but I do. I don't not like jail, but uh, middleweight fighting Fedor, which yeah. I guess Ed Henderson did pretty well. But. but I mean, it's a different story. Chael Sonnen has no stand up, and he's not. Yeah, no he's not going to take Fedor down and control him for three rounds or whatever. It's just not going to happen. Fedor will throw a triangle. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, I got Fedor all day, every day. All day, our day. Yeah. And in the right side of the bracket, we have Matt Meathead Mitrione versus Ryan Darth Vader. Going with the underdog here. I'm going to take Ryan Vader. He's not the underdog. He's not? No, everyone predicted him to win this whole thing from the beginning. I mean, Matt Mitchell is probably a lot bigger than him. Oh, yeah. But, but I, I think... Just, yeah, go ahead. I don't think his chin's there. I know he's, he's a semi-good wrestler and a football player. Um, but I got Peter. My real question is here, what is the outcome of this heavyweight uh, tournament? The world title. Heavyweight okay. title. Okay. Yeah, so my take on Mitchell versus Peter is... If it if it gets past the first round, Bader wins. But Mitchell is big, very big, and throws serious leather. So yeah. I could and look. The reason I'm I'm going to pick Mitchell because go back to Ryan Bader versus Anthony Johnson. Motherfucker, yeah, no, he was terrified. He dove for a leg, missed. And just curled up on a ball on the ground. Oh, yeah. And then Anthony Johnson just, you know, I mean, he quit. He just basically, why even take the fight? I don't know. I think, I think, and this is probably sounds derogatory, but I think Bader's probably almost back on steroids, I'll say that. <laughs> I mean, um. I don't know. If, if I think Mitchell would get tired and get out wrestled in the second and third round. But I do think that he could. I, I'm calling it. He's going to knock him out because Ryan Bader is scared oh, to get hit. Muhammad Law went very far in, uh, not Pride, uh, Risen, their heavyweight, uh, Grand Prix. And, and Bader knocked him out real quick. Yeah, that's. King Mo's done. He said afterwards he's going down to middleweight. So. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, the guy's a mess. He had all this crazy surgery done. Now he's a pothead. Uh, I don't know. They're the worst kind of people. No, not that. Yeah, I'm just kidding. He just, I heard him on Ariel's show, and he said he never smoked weed before in his life, and then he got with the Diaz brothers or something, and now he's like, he's just token up 24-7, so... Yeah. I mean, so, I don't know. It just seems I, like an extreme um, change. He went all Kevin Smith. <laughs> yeah, well, let me let me just say, if Bader beats Mitchell, if Bader beats 
summon. I would give Vader a chance against Fedor. Uh, Vader would easily beat Fedor. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know about easily, because he's just, a little bit. But, but let's just say Vader wins his heavyweight tournament. Then he's best. Heavyweight champion. And he's heavyweight. a champ champ. He's Conor McGregor. Okay, what's Phil Davis going to do? He's going to do whatever he wants. <laughs> I mean, that's about the only fucking two games they got there. Like <laughs> They'll do the rematch again, trilogy fight. <laughs> do that. And what? what's heavyweight up to? It's a clusterfuck. Whatever they want. It's belts or it <laughs> belts don't mean what shit. What a clusterfuck. They definitely didn't think that through. Oh, they... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it'll be Mitrion versus Fedor rematch of the classic. Of oh, the double knockdown. Yeah, and this time I think Fedor wins. Fedor, Bellator heavyweight champion of the world. I'm going to see the day. All right, let's get to actual relevancy. Um, Darren Till defeats Stephen Thompson by uh, unanimous decision uh, in Liverpool, England. What is this card's number? 130. And, um, yeah, I um, I really love this fight, even though I would never, ever rewatch it because it was so low output that... Uh, Guarantee on rewatch it would be boring as hell and terrible. But just for the stakes of it all, you know. Well, preface this, I mean, he missed weight. That's got to. Of course, there's not much repercussion for that no. in the OC. Also, there apparently are some real extenuating circumstances where, like, a family member yeah, was in the hospital or something. I actually. I'm willing to give him a pass on this. I mean, it sucks and yeah. you can't do it again. But I, I mean, get that. Even and afterwards, I that, but he's in his hometown. I mean, I, and your family members in the hospital. But that's. I mean, I don't know how much money you made, but that's a job. You do it. A lot of. I mean, Stephen Thompson flew across time zones to be there. Yeah, but I mean, till if you hear him talk about it, he's owns it. He never has made a single excuse. He apologized profusely. He's like. I'm a professional. It can't happen. What's that? He's very brash. I don't know. Well, he have you heard him talk a lot? Because yeah, he's like confident, cocky, and brash. But he's also like humble at the same exact time and honest. Like he said that Stephen Thompson deserves the title shot next because. Yeah. I mean, he, he said, I'm a professional. I need to make weight. So this means basically, you know, it does I don't does nothing for his standing. Like, he... Yeah. I don't know. I, I love the guy. That's, I love uh, the guy. I don't know the euphemism for that. But, uh, know, it's playing coy, basically. It's, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I love him. He's the, the new Conor McGregor for me. like him. I don't... He's not that... He's that, man. He is the real deal. Even if you think he should have lost this fight, man, you got to watch it. He's super impressive. He's clearly got confidence through the roof. I mean, he's in Stephen Thompson's face the whole time. Knocked him down in the fifth round. Yeah. I mean, the guy's legit. I mean, he's standing there striking back and forth with Stephen Thompson, who's clearly one of the best strikers in the sport, maybe. Yeah. I mean, he's class. He's improved so much. I love his confidence. But just like 
Connor used to be. He's humble at the same time. And I didn't know if Donald Cerrone fight was kind of a fluke where, you know, Cowboy can have these just nights where he just doesn't show up. Yeah, he fucked him up, though. Not a fluke. Not a fluke. Darren Till is the real deal. It was not an impressive performance. But well, it just, does speak for Stephen Thompson, too. Yeah, exactly. And look at... Stephen Thompson is a tough matchup. Look what he did. Look how bad he made Woodley look. And, you know, he can have a boring fight when... Because he's kind of the point fighter and he doesn't want to take a lot of risks. So, I think, yeah. if anyone, Thompson needs to take a look in the mirror and start being a little more aggressive. Yeah. Because well, I... I think it's, it's... Thompson reminds me of, like, Machida's earlier days. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And I thought Thompson won the fight. I gave Till rounds two and five. I gave Thompson one, three and four. But it was super close. And this is like the second time now that I thought Thompson won a close fight. But the judges gave it to someone else. So he's got to do something different. Like the Woodley fight, the second one. I thought he won that fight. Yeah. But the judges gave it to Woodley. And and I thought he won this one. And the judges gave it to Till. I mean, he's got he's to gotta look at that. He... He's clearly talented. I don't know what the disconnect is. Like, he's got to go for the kill more often. He's got, you know, he's not getting any younger. He's 35 years old if he wants to make a run. I still think he's one of the best, and there's a lot of matchups for him. I'd love to see him yeah. fight Robbie Lawler. I'd love to see him fight, you know, a lot of people. I don't know, I don't know if a title, uh, another title runs in the cards for him. I think it could happen, especially if Woodley is no longer... Uh, the champ, but as far yeah, as Till, we've seen crazier things, that's for sure. Yeah, as far as Till goes, I mean, he said he wants to fight Usman next, or he said he would rematch Thompson in Atlanta in his hometown if that's what the UFC wanted. If he thinks you know to get it on weight, and if he thought that the it was the home <laughs> home crowd advantage that he got him the win, he said he'll do it again. Uh, he said he'll he'll fight Jorge Masvidal. Like he want, he said, give me all these cunts, I'll beat them all. <laughs> so I'm a big fan. Hopefully yeah. he doesn't take too long to get back in the cage. He was too yeah. long between the cowboy fight and here, so I like yeah. to see him. I, I don't get I a don't quick just, turn. I don't know. But, uh, I like anybody that's a spark for uh, the organization and the division and all that. So you're a tiller. I'm not a tiller, that's for sure. <laughs> I love to. But I don't mind his. I don't mind his uprising. Yeah. Um, the rest of this car was pretty shit, at least as far as like name value. There was some fun fights and some come comebacks and stuff, but nothing really else going on. Very yeah. top heavy. Um, I guess we could turn our attention to tomorrow night, a rare Friday night fight card. Uh, on Fox Sports 1 tomorrow night. Yeah, what is it? Jimmy Rivera versus Marlon Marais. Uh, 131? 135? Oh, yeah, Fight Night 131. I mean, this is a fight, another one of these fights that I'm looking forward to incredibly. This is actually a pretty solid card altogether if you look at it from top to bottom. I mean, there's nothing that really stands out, but if you just, like, 
Oh yeah, that's pretty good. Well, that should be fun. Like uh, at the bottom of the card, you got two big time prospects making their UFC debut. Uh, Jose Shorty Torres in the flyweight division, legit prospect, was a two uh, weight class champion uh, in his minor organization, and then you got Nathaniel Wood, who I think was he's from England. He's uh, I think he was fighting with Cage Warriors. And I don't know why he wasn't on last week's card in Liverpool, but uh, he's making his uh, debut in a bantamweight division. You got Jessica Aguilar fighting. You got Gleason Tebow against Desmond Green, Nick Lentz, David Tamor, Sam Alvey, John Volante. I hate that guy. Yeah. At least his fights. Uh, yeah, Jake Ellenberger versus Ben Saunders. Gregor Gillespie, serious lightweight prospect. So, and that main event is just like too legit to quit, bro. Ellenberger, uh, Saunders, that might be a pink slip fight. Should be, but this day and age, <laughs> got to get these guys on ESPN. Right. What do you think here? You like the this main, main event? event? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna take Marlon Marias. Me too. Me too. But incredible fight, right? Uh, yeah, it's great. I mean, Jimmy Rivera's been around the block. So. I mean, yes, right. Speaking of undefeated fighters, he's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was. He's 21-1, and one, uh, undefeated in the UFC with wins. Well, in Bellator, he beat Brian Kelleher, UFC fighter. He also beat Marcus Brimage, Pedro Munoz, Yuri Alcantara, Uriah Faber, and Thomas Almeida. So... And he was scheduled to fight Dominic Cruz a while back, but obviously that fell through. Yeah. So winner yeah, of this. Uh, is, uh, I like I like any time they put the later weights up in the main event of a card like this. Yeah, me too. Uh, winner of this, clear next title challenger for the winner yeah. of Dillashaw or Garbrandt. Yeah. Uh, there's no other argument you can make, but. Uh, I think it'll be Marais. I think it's going to be incredibly close. I think Rivera is a conservative, smart fighter. I just... Yeah, he's got wins over Faber and Almeida. But I just think at the the times he fought those guys, they weren't... I mean, Almeida's chin is glass. And he hasn't yeah. been great ever since he uh, lost to Cody Garbrandt. Uriah Faber, that was like his retirement fight, basically. Yeah. Uh, at least... Other than uh, Brad Pickett fight, but he was at the end of his run. I, I don't know. Jimmy Rivera is definitely good, solid fighter. I just think Marlon Rice is like uh, half a step above him. Yeah, I would. I would say three quarters. No, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think there's any other fights really to talk about. All right. Well, let me just say that uh, John Vante is going. <laughs> I'll tell you what John Volante's going to do. <laughs> it's going to be they walk around throwing the same one-punch combination Great. over yeah. and over again for three rounds, and then it's like a close decision, and who cares who wins. Oh, maybe we'll get to see Chris Weidman. <laughs> yeah, a shot of Chris Weidman in the crowd, or in the corner, <laughs> I should say. Uh, whatever. God, give me yeah. a break. All right, let's hit a couple news items before we get out of here. Yeah, got to. Got to, got to. 
Uh, UFC signed. Wait, did we talk about this yet? We, we did. talked about the plus deal. We didn't. That's right. Yes, last time last week we talked about how they signed with ESPN Plus, but like I believe it was the next day or so. Yeah, it came out that they signed it. Another, or they ex- expanded that deal to be yeah. exclusive to ESPN. They will not see any other women. Um, there'll be <laughs> ten shows. They're not. They're done courting. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. They're going steady with ESPN, and the deal, pretty awesome deal for the UFC here. Five years, one point five, one point five billion, three hundred million a year for thirty shows. Ten on ESPN proper, twenty on ESPN Plus. They're gonna get. Dana White contender series Ultimate Fighter is done. No and mention the, of that. ESPN. I think we already said the ESPN Plus gets the whole fight library, but yeah, and all the ancil. <laughs> yeah, I can't do ancillary yeah. shows like pre pre uh, pre event, post event, all that kind of stuff. So really, That's a it. huge huge deal. I mean, ESPN. I know, like Fox. It's kind of big too, but they're not going to promote it in the same way ESPN will be able to. No, that's, that's this continues the Disney takeover of the world. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> but I'm happy. I'm really happy with this. I mean, I, I am too. It's, I just hope. It's I, great for the I'm, sport. It is. I'm most interested to see what turn this makes the sport take. That makes sense. Yeah, I'm. I'm a little disappointed that they're keeping twelve people. Well, going from thirteen to twelve, so really no change. I don't mind that. I mean, I love a big UFC pay per view. Yeah, that's I why mean, I want less of them, big. so they're all big. Yeah, yeah, and I get that. And it's uh, they might. Who knows? They might change it a year in once they see. That it's it's true. I guess they always have that option, but. But um, I don't mm-hmm. know. I just. As much as Fox is mainstream and Fox Big Channel at the NFL and Fox Sports One is the UFC tonight, it's all that. It's all great. I just I think this is going to change things in a big way. And yeah, be, I hope so. I hope so. I think so because now I feel like you know when ESPN has the rights to something, they really use it. I mean, they will promote that sport like. You'll, I think the MMA and more specifically the UFC will be more, will become much more mainstream with this because a lot of yeah. people just watch Sports Center. You're going to start seeing a lot more UFC on Sports Center and Absolutely. and on PTI and on all you know all their shows. They're they're yeah, going to they're gonna definitely push. yeah they're going to push it. They're going to throw it into the mix, and I think it's going to help a lot. So yeah, I'm excited, and you know. That first ESPN event, they're going to try to go all out with it. You know, yeah. like, uh, oh, yeah. just yeah. like they did with uh, Fox Sports 1. They did that really big show yeah. in I, Boston where, I mean, a, it fell flat. I don't know if it fell flat, right? You're talking. It was disappointing to me, but. Oh, with Chael Sonnen versus Rashad Evans, Conor McGregor versus Max Holloway. Oh, no, I'm, I'm talking. Uriah Faber. I'm talking Kane and Junior. What's that? The, the first big Fox. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that too. And, yeah. No, but yeah, I, I was thinking that. the Fox Sports one. Oh, uh, okay. But, yeah, you're right with that too. But I wouldn't be surprised if they did something crazy, like 
put a title fight on the first ESPN show or yeah, bigger title fight. Yeah, like or just a big name. I or just load a card like it's a pay-per-view. Just for that first one to get, you know, or maybe I don't know. I mean, they can't treat everything like it's gold, so I don't know. I just have a feeling they're going to make that first one really special. And I, I hope it gets things off on the right foot and everything goes well from there. Absolutely. I agree. And they keep production costs. I mean, not production costs, uh, production control. So that's. Yeah. I just hope. God, I hope they pace these things better on a regular TV. Yeah. I mean, the marathons have to come to an end. Yeah. Let's. You know. I don't understand why when it's on Fight Pass, the shows can get done and like, you know, once fight's over, here comes the next fight. Keep that pace. You know, it doesn't matter. If yeah. you have a three-hour time slot and you finish in two and a half, that's fine. Just like a baseball game, you know, it doesn't have to doesn't have to stretch three hours every time. Yeah, anyway, But we know at least one fighter who will not be joining the ESPN ranks as a fighter. Michael Bisbing announced his retirement yesterday, officially, calling an end to a historic, monumental... I mean, incredible careers. (laughs) Yeah, great. But I was very happy to see him go out. I didn't didn't need to see him lose again. Agreed. I I thought, as soon as he missed the Liverpool show, and the, the London earlier this year, or wherever the hell it was, I, I knew that was going to probably be the case, but I'm glad to see it. It's, uh, I, I cited vision problems, right? Yeah, but it's <laughs> yeah, scary in the eye that wasn't messed up before. Yeah, so you said he was seeing flashes. Yeah, definitely got to He should never took that Gaslam fight. Yeah, that was. I mean, that's. I think the fault falls on a lot of people for that. Yeah. Should have been sanctioned. UFC should have never let it happen. The manager should have never let it happen. I would have loved, you know, given health. I mean, I don't want him out there at all, you know, with all these issues. I'm glad he's retiring. But I would have loved to have seen him fight Machida or Belfort. Or, like, or I mean, Belfort or somebody else. I would have liked to have seen him get one more go at it if he was healthy. But, you know, uh, it's pretty crazy he was a champion. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what a story career. Stats speak for themselves. That year will be remembered to, forever when he beat Silva, yeah, I, I to, then Rockhold, then Henderson. Which he didn't really beat Henderson, but. <laughs> 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 but no, I used to hate this thing, but how can you hate him? Yeah, yeah, you need to, you need people to hate. You need a villain. That's what makes yeah. it exciting too. Just like I mean, but maybe not Colby Covington same level, time but you want. Him. You need to root against people just like you need to root for people. So. He was a class act and everything he needed to be. I don't know about that. but well, And a villain at every time. He <laughs> He's done a lot of crappy things like spitting in people's corners and calling people the F word a lot. Yep. And, but Just he, talking about Colby Compton and all that. It's part of the game, I suppose. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. He's, he is who he is. He's character. But, I mean, he's professional. Ultimate professional. Hats off to him for a great career. Yeah. Boo, hiss, hooray. Boo, hiss, hooray. (laughs) That's my story of his career, because I hated him until I started rooting for him towards the end. 
another guy who might not be seeing our cage anytime soon would be Mr. Nicholas Diaz. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, so what the hell happened there? Not sure of this story exactly, but accused... fight or something? Or? Accused of domestic violence, strangulation. He's been charged with felony, strangulation, assault charges. That's a female? Yep, against a female. Don't know the story. Apparently, they're like she's some crazy stalker chick who's wants attention, or but doesn't matter if <laughs> strangulation's pretty intense. Like, yeah, and felony. They... Yeah, I don't know. I, I'll wait for things to play out, but don't like what I'm hearing here. I don't either, and uh, I I've gotten over Nick Diaz. Not that I don't love. Well, I like him a lot less now, but yeah. I never thought he was going to fight again. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. I'm not going to rush to judgment, but yeah, man, crazy story. When I saw that, I was really yeah. I was not happy about that. I was not either, and it's, it just leaves a bad taste in your mouth. So hopefully, it, yeah, I, it really does. Did you see the GSP interview with Joe Rogan at all? No, I I've been meaning to watch that whole podcast. I heard a clip of it. It was pretty funny. Where uh, GSP says, "Yeah, you know, I'm just super scared to fight <laughs> Diaz because, you know, when I fought his brother, I I poisoned his IV, and I uh, like, you know, he just basically pretending like." Made fun of all the accusations and yeah, yeah, like yeah, it was pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, I, I might watch that tonight actually. Yeah, I uh, apparently it was like talked for like three hours, right? No, yeah, well, that's how Jay Regal's podcasts always are. Yeah, I wish I could listen to. Him. I'm already subscribed to forty three other ones, so. <laughs> All right, Calvin Gastelum, breaking news, will make his studio analyst debut for tomorrow night's card. Nice. So, lay off the ganj, Kelv, and uh, yeah, right. do a good job. All right, that'll do it for this episode of the podcast. We're all caught up now, so extremely back to What are we doing uh, next week? Next week, oh yeah, what are we doing next week? Um, we've got a couple options for next week. Uh, we're going to do a little bonus game type thing when it comes to MMA and undefeated fighters, which we'll get more into that next week. But as far as a movie goes, <laughs> um, we can either do Unsane, Death Wish, uh, Thoroughbreds, or maybe if I can get out and see Deadpool 2, we could talk more about that. Um, um, I'm down to watch Unsane. Alright. Yeah. Um, we'll stay in touch. You know, it could change at a moment's notice. But uh, for now, let's say Unsane. And if I can get around to catching Deadpool 2, maybe that. Cool. And Thoroughbreds is on. I might try to watch that as well. We'll see if I can get around to it. Yeah, uh, me too. Big E3 episode the following week after that. So looking forward to what's ahead. Until that time, you can follow us on Twitter at 
Fallon to pod. Wait, is it at Fallon to podcast? What is it? <laughs> I'm on Twitter at Fallon to tweet. I know that much. I'm on Twitter at Brooks Fallon. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on iTunes. And yes, at Fallon to podcast is <laughs> the Twitter handle for the podcast. <laughs> so uh, yeah, until next time. Have a good week. Bye-bye.